sleepy. Oh, jeez. I love my microphone. <laughs> He's going to snowball his microphone. Oh, gosh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Everybody, welcome back once again to the 14th greatest show on earth. This is the Soxcast episode 53, brought to you by Speedstick because it's still too hot outside, isn't it, Rhett? Yes. How hot is? So how hot, hot was it? How hot was it today? Uh, today was better than yesterday. I will say that it's, it's only 82.5 in here right now. That sounds actually pretty comfortable. It's about it? two degrees cooler than yesterday. Oh, man. And like... It starts making a real big difference around that temperature. Yeah, yeah, you start noticing. You start noticing. Uh, as you might have guessed, to my immediate virtual right, he wears nice pants. It's red. Shorts, shorts right now. You're wearing shorts? And I'm the only one, apparently. You never <laughs> struck me as a shorts guy. You know, it's fucking hot. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, but I know. Just like you, just kind of struck me as that kind of person that would always just tough it out if you had to. I mean, I wouldn't ever wear shorts out, so kind of yeah. Um, Wait, what? I've been wearing shorts like the last two months. <laughs> yeah, but John, you're in Florida. You're literally a shorts okay. guy. Like when I think John Thayer, I think twelve-year-old. Twelve-year-olds wear shorts and striped shirts and striped shirts. <laughs> Baseball caps to the side. Baseball. <laughs> I like shorts. They're hey. comfy and easy to wear. <laughs> That's wear... a Pokemon thing, Polly. Okay. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. To my immediate virtual left, he does math because he's a crazy guy. It's John Douchebag Baby Boy Thire. <laughs> Hello, everybody. How's it going, John? Or wait, hi. Shit, I fucked it up. Can we. All right, let's nope. just edit that out. We're not hi. editing anything. We're not editing a thing. Hi. All right, at a point. Hi, there we go. Nailed, nailed the intro. That's the that's the take we're going with. Okay. Um, hi. What are you doing? What are you doing? What am I doing? I'm George, sitting here at my George. computer. I'm comfy as can be. I've got a cup of hot tea. You got a new lines. you got a new microphone too. Yeah, I do. It's all pretty and standing up, and it has a pretty red light on it. It's yeah. Just like, yeah, I dig it. Yeah, and I don't have to hold it like I did the rock band mic for the last two years of podcasts. <laughs> yeah, of like completely blowing our eardrums out anytime you decided to, I don't know, throw it around the room or whatever the fuck it is you do on breaks where it's just like, who jostles a microphone that much? <laughs> I, try, <coughs> I try to mute it every time. You, you failed you about failed. <laughs> 98% of the time, John. Maybe there's just like thirty three times as much my jostling, and I've just been really good about muting, so you didn't get most of it. If that's the case, my God! I mean, it like, did sound like do you have do you have Tourette's. No. Okay. What? <laughs> okay. So, guys, guess what? What? Two, two years. years. Two years. We did it. 
We can time flies finally. When you're being dumb. We can finally quit this fucking thing. Oh, we on syndication now? Yeah, we're done. We go into okay. syndication. We get them big syndication bucks. And that's it. We're cool. done. Makes sense. Yeah, we, yeah. We had a good run. We did. It was it was all right. Remember that time John talked about Sonic the Hedgehog? <laughs> Do I? <laughs> It was a perfect game. Yeah, it was like that one that one time he talked about Sonic. That one time. Remember that time Red talked about a Neptunia game? Whoa, yeah, like that that seems like ages ago. Mm -hmm. Feels like just yesterday. Mm. Oh, and Polly played Isaac. Yeah, like wow. Man, the time where is it gone? Where is it gone? So yeah, we we've got two years of this dumb thing under our belt now. And I'm not gonna do all the big special thanks and stuff we did because I did that at episode fifty. <laughs> Yeah. So, if you were in any way involved with the show, whatever. You already got your thanks. Don't come to me <laughs> looking for another one. You can come back. You can come back when it's episode 100 and we're close to four years. And you can come out and be like, Where's my thanks now, Polly? Man, Sayara doesn't sound like that. Come on. He kind of does, though. <laughs> like, with that, we, like, with that, like, with that, with, with that CB radio mic that he has that makes him sound like this a lot of the time. This is the episode where Polly is nice to everybody. Yeah, <laughs> Just feeling the warmth. Just feel yeah. Drink it in, fucks. Drink it in. You got another two fucking years of this. Polly, do you have Tourette's? No, fucking maybe. <laughs> man. Man, oh man. We've got to do a podcast now, don't we? Oh boy. Ready? Oh boy. Uh, so I guess what I'm going to do so I'm gonna throw it off to 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 my boy Rhett. Hi. Hey, shorts boy. How's it going, Mister Shorts? I thought that was John Shorts boy, douchebag, baby boy. <laughs> wow. No, we've got we finally got your name, Shorts boy. That's okay. Shorts boy. So everybody, I don't want to infringe on John's thing. You know, I always kind of have the same thing as people, but. But I'll give this one to John. He's a douchebag baby boy, and you finally got your nickname. You're Shorts Boy. You're Ooh. like your own superhero, and your superpower is wearing shorts. But I wear nice pants. And sometimes shorts. No. He wears nice shorts. Yeah, I can make it work. Are we going to re-record that well, song? That I, can re -record. I will re-record that song and change that line and the preceding line so that it actually rhymes. So that, like, you know... What He'll rhymes with shorts? Jorts? Forts. <laughs> Forts. Sports. Courts. He really hates sports, but he wears nice shorts. There you go. He'll... Well, see, like, we've got to change... He'll swear at you if he gets the chance. Okay. So we've got to kind of, like... we got to make those syllables... Line up. Honestly, no honestly, one listening is gonna get. And this. I don't. And I don't think that that is a workshop that needs to happen on yeah. this episode of the Soxcast. What I think Rhett needs to do is end this silliness by by taking our podcast down the completely normal, very serious tone that we always have here, uh, and let uh, us know what he's been up to. So, shorts boy, hit us. <laughs> Uh, so I go to the movies every week, and it took a couple weeks to get around to seeing this movie, but finally did, maybe against better judgment, I saw Suicide Squad. Did it make you want to commit suicide Ooh. afterward? It was just boring. 
Oh. So like, you know, that's about the most offensive thing you can call a movie. I mean, there are bad movies, yeah, and then there's good movies, but then it's just like, no, it was just a boring waste of time. Yeah, just it ended, and I was just kind of like, okay, like I just had no investment in what was happening. But like, I really like most people on the internet. I really like those initial trailers when it was like, oh man, this looks like a fun and action thing and cool characters and. They're going to do this one right. It's not going to be like Batman versus Superman. No, sorry. And then... And then... This movie's just really confused, because I think the the trailer... The people who made the trailers did a really good job, but, like, a bad job actually representing what that movie is. Oh, that's always the case. Boy, man, that seems to be, like, a theme with some of the oh, stuff yeah. you're talking about <laughs> so... this episode, huh? This movie starts off really fun and, like, flashy and colorful and doing these character intros and, like, every character intro has, like, a minute, about a minute long and they're all playing, like, contemporary pop music or, like, classics from the 70s or whatever. It's it's all moves, like, really fast and then it kind of starts to drag. Uh Like, they assemble the squad and it's just like, okay, what are we actually going to do? It's like, great, ten minutes in and this movie already has nowhere to go. Yeah, it's like... The thing they actually do as a squad, like, is the weakest plot of the thing. But what really struck me was that, like, when they get to the first, like, big action scene, it just cuts right back to, like, the standard generic classical music tension stuff. And it's just like, you have, like, the biggest licensed music soundtrack I've ever seen in a movie because you rattled through, like, ten songs in the first ten minutes. And then you can't have a good song for the actual fight scene. Oh no! It just immediately fell back to like just tropey, like dun 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 dun, dun like orchestral stuff. Yeah, and even it's if you love or- and even if you love orchestral arrangements, yeah. man, like yeah, that's like this was not the movie to do that with because yeah. like it's supposed to be not your. It's you know, supposed. Not a- to, it's going like everything about this movie has been like sort of pop art. You know, like yeah. when you look yeah, at the and trailers like, and how it's presented, and then you go just normal, boring movie soundtrack. Yeah, like they literally do like the pop art stuff in the movie, where like when they're introducing each character, like the background will fade away to like a dec- art deco kind of thing, and they'll bring up like statistics on the character. Like it's very Hunters episode one ish almost. <laughs> and Batman is in it for like twenty seconds, so like whatever. And I didn't hate the Joker, Jeez. but I mean that's. A tough act to follow. He yeah. wasn't great. He wasn't awful, but for all the stuff I heard about, like Jared Leto being like, "Oh, I was completely cut." Like he's actually in it. I thought a fair bit. Mm. That's good. That's uh, interesting, though. I think like it, most people, just the whole Joker thing is just Jared Leto doing real dumb shit, like sending his yeah. semen to his co-stars. Uh, I I really tried to ignore all that stuff because just like, um, well, that's okay. the fair thing to do. If you're going to judge mm-hmm. the movie based on its own merits, you can't judge the movie based on one actor's actions. But I can really think Jared yeah. Leto is a scumbag. Maybe. I think the biggest thing about these DC movies is that Batman and Superman and this had the same problem, where like they feel like sequels to movies that don't actually exist. Oh, like, yeah, I can kind of see like, that. There there was the one Superman movie, which I didn't see, to be fair, but then Batman versus Superman happens, and there's all this Batman backstory that seems to be referencing, like, a past movie that didn't happen. Like, all the stuff with, like, oh, the Joker killed uh, Robin, and it's like, that hasn't been in a movie, guys. Like, you're not actually building off anything. 
That's and, like, really weird. Yeah. And like the best stuff in this movie are the flashback scenes between Batman, Harley, and the Joker. And it's like, but those aren't from anything. It's just very strange. Like, I would rather see that movie. I hate it. Like, I mean, that's kind of like the dumb problem you get with something like the story from like a, a, a game or something like Metroid Other M, where they have all of oh. these dumb characters you're, that like they're introduced and like they just play it like you already know these people and the events that already happened. It, it sort of I mean, strikes me like that. Especially in Other M's case, where it seemed like intentional parody, where Anthony's just like, hey, remember me? Like, literally, no, you've never been in a game till now. And your first line is, remember me. Yeah. Of so, course so I remembered him. He was the baby. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so I saw another movie. One that was very good. Oh, really? Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully one that was a lot better. Called Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh, and I kind of wanted to see this. You should see this it. because when it finished, and I mean this in like the actual nicest way possible, I thought, man, this was a John movie. Oh, yeah, Just we saw like we saw um, Paranorman by the same people. Yeah. Did you ever catch that? No, I've only seen this and Coraline a long time ago. Yeah, Coraline's real good, but like Paranorman Coraline. is... Paranorman, yeah. much more so than Coraline, just gets really feelsy at the end in, like, this really just... This goes places as well. Way. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, we, skipped the is... box tro- we skipped the box trolls because apparently it was just really gross. Oh, really? <laughs> But this one yeah. sounds a lot richer. Unfortunately, right now, like every film that Leica has done is performing worse than the previous ones. Oh um, no! Yeah, Sakubo so like really not a fast beat by Sausage Party. Unfortunately, Grand. and it it did beat Ben Hur though. What did <laughs> beat Ben Hur, dude? Ben Hur did like twenty dollars at the box office. That makes me pretty happy because that movie looked really boring too. Yeah, but this, like, barely beat it opening week. Oh, no. It was like, well, I mean, just from a me- the first trailer, I was like, man, I really want to see that man that's going to bomb because you don't make action movie kids movies anymore. Like, this stuff mm. just doesn't exist, really. Mm. And my dad said something kind of interesting to me right when we were leaving. He goes, well, that wasn't really a kids movie. And that's exactly what he said after we saw Inside Out. <laughs> and to me it's just like you know kids movies used to not be completely bottom of the barrel lowest common denominator shit like minions yeah like you did used to have stuff like the lion king you know yeah but, like stuff that actually had some meat and purpose to it and some levity yeah yeah and like weren't afraid to go a little dark at times give kids yeah. more credit they can yeah. handle they can handle this shit you know yeah so kubo is relatively dark i mean there is some comedy and some light lighter moments but like yeah the story as a whole too. yeah i really liked it like it's a good kind of adventure movie like kubo has to find the magical MacGuffins and save the day but like cool. it kind of subverts that i think a bit that sounds really nice we should go yeah. see that and the ending is but spe- yes you should go see it before it's gone yeah like, i don't little... see this thing having a long limited or, or, or uh, a, a very long stay in theaters yeah, yeah. It's too bad. 
Ugh. Yeah, I so when I first saw the trailers though, like I didn't know that it was stop motion because I thought, oh, they're kind of going for a stop motion look, like they're doing CG with dropped frames. No, it's actual stop yeah, motion. It's unbelievable. Like seeing those animated gifs or like behind the scenes. Yeah, the stuff. behind the scenes stuff, like the fucking dragon. That's unbelievable. I just yeah, like I sat there mesmerized by that gif for like five minutes, just it's, like wow. It's seriously crazy. One of the puppets is like human sized, like it's a giant skeleton, and like the upper body is taller than like the animators working on it. Jeez, it's a really really nice looking movie. Cool, and they yeah, can do like a like a stuff is really pretty. Yeah, but it's it's just amazing that they've gotten to the point where their stop motion is being confused with CG. Yeah, like, exactly. It's like, it's a weird, like, it's too good now that people can't mm-hmm. tell. That's where I, I was with Paranorman. I did not realize it was stop motion. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think, I didn't know this was them until, you know, like a week ago, or God. that Paranorman was them. I was just like, oh, they're kind of imitating that look. Because, like, <laughs> the way they do camera movement has gotten so crazy now. Like, yeah. that was the real big thing that uh, Nightmare Before Christmas did was, like, what if we stop motion the camera itself as well? And that's just insanity. Yeah. <laughs> so that we can what does do, that like, mean? What does that mean, you mean? Just like, like, the camera itself is also moving a tiny bit on every frame. So yeah. That they can- gotcha. so, like when you, so when you do a pan shot, you are literally, yeah. like, move it, take a frame. Move it, yeah. take a frame. Jeez. And I'm pretty sure it was Nightmare Before Christmas that really pioneered that. I think they have computers, like, handling that now, but, like, it's still crazy. Nuts. Oh, that's nuts. And so, like, Kubo, there's a lot of green screen behind the puppets. So, like, it is technically some CG, but... Yeah. The main characters and everything, like, in the sets are still puppets. Like, it's uh-huh. crazy. And yeah, there like, a lot of magic effects in Paranorman. And I was like, okay, that... Yeah. Has to be something. Yeah. <laughs> And they're, like, 3D printing the faces. Yeah. I don't even know how they do faces. They have to take it off every frame, basically. Like, that these movies stuff, are just It's just crazy. so... Yeah, it's really ridiculous. Yeah. God. So yeah. That, that, that movie's Commitment cool. to that artistry. It's really cool. Yeah, really. Uh, and then I watched an anime. You do that? What's that? do that once in a while. Oh, let me look up the full name. The abbreviated name for this show is Kona Suba. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Hold on. The The full title is just ridiculous. Kono Subarashi Sekai ni Shuku Fuku Wo. You, you have, like, the best Japanese Oh, I wasn't even trying. Ever. Yeah. So good. <laughs> so the full title is God's Blessing on This Wonderful World yeah. in English. Gotcha. Um. So tell me if you've heard this one before. This one is about a regular Japanese guy who ends up in a JRPG fantasy world. Uh, yeah, I've got some uh, porn about that. It's called Dragon Pink. <laughs> so like practically literally every anime being made right now is in this genre. Oh, God. Yeah, of- I mean, that's ReZero. That one, that one show. We've literally yeah. gone from like Moe Evolution to just here's the most boring premise we could think of, and so, I thought, and I thought Moe was like the most boring premise we could think of of just like <laughs> well, cute girls Moe. sitting around doing cute things. It's boring and stupid, and now we've got hey look, it's a JRPG. Ah, well, that's because of Sword Art Online, yeah, which yeah. became super huge, and then even the PSO2 anime 
became that trope where it was like, well, what if we have real people going into PSO2 instead of just being about the show, the game itself? That worked out real well, I hear. Yeah, it really did. So Konosuba, though, is very much intentionally sat- satirizing that all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the first episode, he's walking home from, like, Comic Head or whatever, and he sees a girl about to be hit by a truck. He dives in front and pushes her out of the way, and then he dies. Okay. And then so he, kind of like that, um, <laughs> kind of like Yu Yu Hakusho? Yeah, it's, it's a very tropey intro. So then he goes and meets this goddess, and she says, No, you idiot, you didn't get hit by a truck. That was a tractor going very slowly. How you died is that <laughs> you were so terrified, you fainted, pissed yourself, then had a heart attack. <laughs> I love this show already. Your family went to your funeral and was laughing so hard because you died in a ridiculous manner. I love this show already. It's, it's just like, whoa, this, this went places quick, pretty quickly, huh? <laughs> then, your grandpa, okay. then your grandpa died at your funeral from laughing so hard. It didn't go that far. but uh, I would have. So the goddess gives him the option of either reincarnating, going to heaven, or going to this JRPG world where they need heroes. And okay. he, chooses, he chooses the latter, of course, but then she's like, okay, and you can take one mystical item with you. And he goes, I want to take you. And she's like, wait, what the fuck? And then they just get teleported in. <laughs> Good lord. So they get there, and she just starts crying for like a minute straight because she's like so <laughs> mad at him. So it starts really funny. Like, the first couple episodes... I won't go through the entire plot, because that would take a while. But, like, the first, like, three or four episodes are, like, really funny. And then it kind of settles into a groove that's maybe a bit more predictable. Like our formula, really. Yeah. Like, you realize pretty quickly, like, there's not actually really going to be any plot advancement. Like, they spend the entire show in the town for beginner adventurers. (laughs) I love this. they suck. I (laughs) love this. Like, they can't get out. Like, the more you talk about this, the more I think, man, I should probably just watch this because it sounds stupid enough for me to it's enjoy. Real, it, it's really stupid. So one of the characters they meet is this female knight who, she's the opposite of Iris Hart, where she just wants to be dominated. Right? Okay. Like, her introductory line is like, he's like, oh, you don't want to come up with us. All we do is get eaten by monsters. And she's just like, that would be my pleasure. Like, Wait, what? What'd she say? And, like, every time she's in a fight, she's saying stuff like, it is the duty of female knights in this land to be captured, tied up, stripped naked, and have things done to their bodies. And it's like, everyone's just like, will you stop? (laughs) So Uh, when we were going to record the podcast last night, I'd watched the first eight episodes. Okay. And I would have said the show is actually really, uh, Restrained as far as fan service goes. And then... <laughs> and then I watch episode 9, which is literally the main character goes to a brothel. <laughs> and... Like, it's really effective because the show has been, like, relatively subdued till that point, And all of a sudden it's just, like, literally tits and ass everywhere. Because <laughs> he goes to this place run by Succubi. Right. And... They offer a service where they'll intentionally 
perform a dream for you. Oh, good. <laughs> so he's filling out this form of like, what do you want to happen in your dream? <laughs> and he looks at her and goes, so since it's a dream, there's no age requirement, right? Oh my God. Not, not that I'm into that or anything. <laughs> it's just, it goes places. And then there's an extra OVA episode where the main character thinks he's going to die for real uh, unless his wish is fulfilled. Oh, my God. So then he just has the other girls perform these sick wishes of his, oh. like strip uh, rock, paper, scissor. That's a great game. <laughs> yeah. So at the, And then the very end of the show is him thinking he's about to die, and he just lays it all out there, what he thinks of his female companions. Oh, <laughs> my God. And he's just like, <laughs> I like you for your tits. Your tits are nice. Your tits are nice. All I think about you are your tits. <laughs> and then he looks at the female goddess like from the very start, and he just like goes, no matter how hard I try, I just can't see you as the heroine. Like, oh, it's so fucking rude to her. That is so fucking savage. And that's the end, basically. <laughs> that's a great show, Rhett. That it sounds pretty good. Like, it really sounds pretty good. It has its moments when it just says fuck it and goes for it. Because it goes hard. Yeah, it's definitely savage in a way that I don't think most yeah. would have expected. That sounds a lot better than ReZero, based on what I've heard uh, of that. I was probably going to watch that next. I hope it's... Oh, okay. okay. No, no, it's it sounds better than Sword Art Online type stuff. Oh, yeah. So you go have so have fun. I definitely find myself getting into sucked into like the flavor of the month shows now. Sword yeah. Art Online is so bad. I've never watched that one, It's though. so bad that a friend of mine, he, he's a streamer, and... You cannot say Sword Art Online and many derivatives of its name in his chat without his bot <laughs> banning you. That's pretty good. <laughs> and then it pops, and then his bot links a GIF that uh, has like some anime girl and like the macro text is just your favorite anime is shit. <laughs> That's all I know about Sword Art Online. Gotcha. I mean, all I knew about ReZero was that one main character that's just everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's really I, may funny. Have, I may have posted her for like 20 minutes straight and <laughs> going once. All right, go for it. We can hear with how that show goes. I mean, I hear it's really interesting. Like, with yeah, how people, it, people are it's talking like, about it. It's definitely 50%, hey, the show is actually good, and 50%, this maid girl's real cute. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's basically, basically, what I, basically, what I hear is that it goes further than a lot of shows to kind of acknowledging the main character being a shithead. Does that make sense? Wow, maybe not further than Konosuba. <laughs> Probably not further than Konosuba. Suba. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they there's actually a plot and he does Yeah. I things. know. So Re is probably I I I thought, assumed it was part of the Fates Day Night stuff, but no. Oh. It has a weird name though, yeah. Re Zero. God. Well, I mean it's a Japanese property. Why isn't it gonna have a weird name? <laughs> Look how xenophobic I am. God's blessing on this wonderful world. Yeah, it's, when you think about that title, it's really weird, given how dark that show is at times. I think that that's kind of what makes it sort of yeah. dark comedy. It's weird. Yeah. After dying a laughable and pathetic death, is the Miami list start of the summary. Cool. 
All right. Um, I played some video games. Whoa, what are those? whoa! Now, yeah. now you're you're ba- you're breaking some boundaries here. I mean, I'll allow it, but yeah. We're the number one video game podcast, you know. We talk about video games. Good point. It's a good point. We're the only video game podcast, right? What are you talking about? Yeah. So, uh, PSO2. Uh Uh-oh. They updated with the final... They finally updated with the new area, Mm -hmm. Las Vegas. Uh What? What? The new area is Las Vegas, by the way. Because they went to Earth with the new... Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. With, like, the dumb helicopter train... Tyrannosaurus Rex or yeah. whatever. So the previous boss of the la- of Tokyo is Train Ghidoran is his name. It's oh. a train. Oh. It's a okay. Godzilla monster built out of trains. But anyways, the new area is Las Vegas, and it's real stupid. But I fucking hate it. It's so bad, so uh, bad to the uh, point where I go, okay, I guess I'm just done with this game now because. Uh, the direction it's going in is just not one I want any part in anymore. Like, you mentioned uh, that it's going... It's basically putting all of the game's focus on these 12-man Zerg rushes, basically. Yeah. And these sound like mm-hmm. they're over and done in, like, five minutes. Okay, so here's the thing that this one doesn't do that any quest, like, any standard quest has done, is that there's a new thing called Riding Quest, which is, like... It's basically an emergency quest, but it's always there all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's just this timed 11-minute thing where you rush to get points. Uh-huh. And so you basically need 12 people and, you know, PSO world tryhards are just going to be oh my God. super insufferable jerky about this question. It's just like, Oh man, just what I want in this game, a timer rushing you. Yeah. Like it's just so the complete opposite of what I want out of that game, which is just kind of yeah. relaxing. Yeah. Just chill out dungeon crawling. And it's just yeah. now it's just, so they With also not have obnoxious people. Yeah. Or people that don't talk, you know. It's fine. Yeah, preferable. Like the twelve man stuff is good as like once in a while mm-hmm. when they do an emergency quest, but just having it be the focus of the game right now is just uh... real annoying. And just the whole server block stuff, like each block can only hold like hundred and forty people. Yeah. So trying to find twelve people doing the same quest at the same time is kind of a huge pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, yeah, if you're premium, you can join blocks that are full up to a point. And it's just, uh, like, the way stuff gets filtered, it should be like all the lobbies are one server and then all the games are a different server. Like, uh-huh. to filter people that way instead. But they don't do the obvious yeah. thing. Yeah. But what really makes these quests annoying is that there's these robots you have to ride around and the controls on them are fucking horrible. Because, oh, no. like, it's a big city, and enemies will spawn on the rooftops now, so there's these Rideroids, which are these fucking, like, aerial jet skis, and the controls are just so bad for them, where it's like, they always move forward, but, like, pressing left on the right on your analog stick mm-hmm. is a strafe. Oh. And then, I think the only way to turn is with the right analog, and, like, pressing... What? Up- yeah, it's really... The controls are just awful on them. Sounds just, real yeah. awesome. So, like, I'm trying to do these timed quests while fighting the controls on these stupid things that don't turn very well. And then yeah. not having everybody in the 12 men yell at you at the same time. I mean, I only did that mission twice. Nobody was actually yelling, but you see people posting their high scores on PSO Worlds. It's like, oh, God. Look how big my dick is! Yeah. 
and just like kind of growing frustration with like that game, you know, like I've been at level 75 for so long. It's just like, yeah, there's really just literally no way for me to advance as a character anymore. Like, yeah, gotcha. realize like without it, would doing... ta- it would take a pretty big content update for you to actually be seeing any kind of meaningful, meaningful progress. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how that game goes. Um, I hear Final Fantasy 14 is good. Eh, monthly fee. But then you might be then you might have an encouragement to stop playing it at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't need other games because I've got the one never ending game. (laughs) Game you'll never need another game ever again. I bet I know what game. Oh wait, what's that? I I screwed up my own transition because there's something up. One other thing I want to mention first, which is I finished another (laughs) Metroid Two remake. Oh yeah. Oh, how'd that Uh, go? Can you just help bug you about the ending so I can just sigh here? Okay, I'll just straight up spoilers on the ending. They just right. It's just the little changes, really, that just, like, why? Like, the Queen Metroid fight, like, you can't get swallowed right away. That's, like, a kind of set-piece thing at the end. Grand. But, like, you know the Wrecking Ball fight in Hunters? Mm-hmm. It uh-huh. does that. What? Like, Queen Metroid just straight up breaks the wall to your right. And then walks forward, and you have to run over to the room next to it. Uh-huh. And then the fight continues. And then she fires another fireball and walks forward for a room. Uh-huh. And that happens like five times. But her attack patterns don't ever change, where it's just like she does kind of the head thwap three times, mm-hmm. spits some uh-huh. blobs. Oh, yeah, the Queen Metroid fight also drops a fucking shit ton of missiles and health now. Oh, good. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, like the the end boss, I mean, what better, you know, yeah. what a better way to design it than, than to just make it, you know, spit out free items every, you know, 20 yeah. seconds. I mean, they're literally free at that point where it's just like these homing blobs, like, you just wipe, wipe them out with the freeze beam super easily and they just drop a ton of missiles in health. And it's just like, yeah. oh, this is like completely tensionless. Uh-huh. And then at the very end, she like tries to bite down on you and I just start pumping missiles in because there's like a custom animation of Samus holding the jaws open with one arm and then pumping missiles in with the other arm. Oh, that's really cool. So I thought that was cool and then I saw, I looked at people playing the game. You can go into morph ball form there and then get in the Uh belly or two. So you can kill her with bombs or if you do a super bomb, it has like a custom just splat animation. That sounds... That sounds a lot like Metroid Other M. Yeah. Yep. Let's take this one fight where you have like a weirdo alternate side way to beat the boss. Yeah. If you're kind of lateral thinking, or you can just pump it full of missiles, and then let's just make that like a big set piece at the end instead. Yeah. I didn't mind that part too much, yeah. but yeah, it's kind of just fine. It's silly that they remove being able to do it for the entirety of the fight, though. Yeah, and that's probably fine. It's but I know it's a it's their own thing, and the, it's a the real original thing. But I just thought, like, the whole busting down the wall thing was, like, really... I was like, whoa, I didn't expect that. And then it's just like, oh, this adds nothing. Why? Yeah. Like, the fight just keeps going and keeps going. Yeah, like, the Metroid Prime fight in... But it's longer, right? That means it's epic. Yeah, yeah, but the patterns don't change. It's at epic. All. It's long, Red. <laughs> she chases you to other rooms. It's epic. It's long. It's pointlessly yeah, it, long. It, it was great when I did it and did a different boss in each room. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. 
And the other thing that it's a real nitpicky thing, but another thing that bugged me in the ending is that you, so you get the baby Metroid, and you know how yeah. it kind of disintegrates those walls on your escape. Yeah. So in the original game, it's such a nitpicky thing, but it really drove me nuts. In the original game, the Metroid just kind of swirls around you and happens to hit the walls. Yeah. Uh-huh. In this new one, when you get to a wall, the Metroid very like mechanically detaches from Samus's vo- proximity, eats up the walls, and then returns. Uh... And it's like kind of guy like this typewriter ish like do 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 top row oh do 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 second row do 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 third row on the left like left to right. Oh, and so it just, it just feels feel more mechanical. It feels really mechanical. And, like, the way it'll even, like, get behind you if it hasn't finished the wall, but you just keep running anyways. Mm-hmm. Wherein, Whereas the Metroid in the original, the focus is on how it is just spinning around you. It yeah, just, it's completely yeah. Unse- inseparable, and that's not as true in this one. Mm. Yeah. And then, like, the Metroid fights, so going back to earlier in the game, like, the Metroid fights continue to be, like, garbage. Dreadful. So, yeah. so, I was like, oh, the Omega Metroids aren't so bad. And then I'm like, oh, wait, those were Zetas. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got to the actual Omega ones, and it's just like, uh-huh. oh, this is fucked. They're uh, so bad. It's they're so, so bad. And I actually just said, screw it, and downloaded version 1.1 that has slightly weaker Omega Metroids. Oh. Because I think they changed it from, like, 40 missiles to 36. Something. Uh-huh. Maybe it's like... Yeah. I don't know, like 44 to 36 or something. But basically, it takes one less super, and that matters a lot. Like, Yeah. Because mm. I only had eight supers at that point, so if I hit in 1.1 with all se- with seven of them, they would die. Mm-hmm. But, like, the pacing at that part is just real bad, though, because it's just, like, there's nothing to do besides kill four Omegas in a row, and then you're at the end game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it is in the original game, too, but it's yeah. it's real scary, <laughs> and the Omegas aren't really... Like more dramatically, they're just yeah they're these big skinks and there's yeah. once where like you get kind of you walk in a loop around an area and there's one alpha Metroid and then you have to loop <laughs> back around yeah. and when you yeah. get back to it the next time it's Omega Metroid and it's super scary yeah they do that but it's like I don't know more transparent but like I don't know how it's in the original yeah. but like when you come back the second time like a wall has moved mm-hmm. gotcha. So, Instead of just being like, just generally making it more like a video yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. And boy, some of those bosses they added. Just are they? Those bad. are good, right? No. No. Not at I liked all. a couple of the original ones, like the, the the super dumb like flying Chozo statue. <laughs> that was like, okay, I'm with you, game. You're just this dumb, cute thing. I feel like but, all the new bosses that he added, like they all drop so much health and missiles that it's just like kind of the worst aspect of Super Metroid just kind of feeding you stuff so that you can't really die. Mm-hmm. Which Super yeah. Metroid at least didn't do on the final boss. No, it didn't. Mm-hmm. But this even gives the Queen Metroid a bunch of droppables. There's just one fight in an area called the Tower that's like, it's a room that's like five blocks tall. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it's just, it's just a nightmare to fight because you can't see the boss for like n- half the time. Oh, good. And there are mm-hmm. platforms that fall away if you stand on them for, like, a second. So, like, you're just constantly space jumping up, getting a hit in, and then falling. So it's just annoying, basically. Yeah, it's just really annoying. Yeah. But, I di- yeah, I didn't die. It was just, boy, this boss is annoying. Uh-huh. And this then- just seems like a pretty lame thing. 
like uh, it's so good as like a ROM hack that one guy made, like as a technical yeah, accomplishment. But comparing Playing it to it? the Metroid games of Nintendo quality is just like, no, guys, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, like you're you're completely out of your mind if you say that yeah. this is better than any Metroid game Nintendo's released in the last five years or whatever. Well, Nintendo. Well, well, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, you know what. That's the thing. I think people are so thirsty right now. I'd probably still rather play other M than this. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. You I, can't. Um, your yeah. second playthrough of other M, you can just skip the story. You can I skip do. the story and like hard mode, even though it doesn't have any power ups. It still like can be legitimately challenging. Yeah, just mash That's that cool. D-pad. It's still pretty rough. I know. At times. I know. Yeah. I never actually did hard mode. It's pretty hard. Mm. I imagine because you have no power ups. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I did a little. Th- we Polly linked a message from someone who was like, "The best Metroid game isn't by Nintendo. Deal with it." Oh. And, then I, and then I said, "If they're talking about any of these games, then I want to be this person's friends." And I screenshotted like twelve different games that were yeah had Metroid yeah. inspiration, and I was like, "Cause I feel like that's where that's the truth where Metroid is kind of being succeeded." Isn't yeah. by fan projects or things that have Metroid in the name. Yeah, it's, it's by, by games inspir- like Huttons. yeah, it's by games like just a lot. It's by Cave Story. It's Axiom Redder. Verge. Yeah, Axiom Verge exactly. Um, Builder just lot, there's a lot of great shit that yeah. succeeds Metroid in the ways that actually matter versus games that just have Metroid in the title. Yep, you know. There's another dumb thing that they added in AM2R. Yeah. Is that there's an escape sequence right in the middle of the game now. Because, like, there's this new underground area, and then you got to get out, and then it has a bar for the timer. Oh. So it very transparently, towards the end, starts fucking jacking up when you walk into a room. Uh-huh. So that you basically don't actually make it out quite in time. There's, like, a scripted thing at the very end. Oh, it's just like, uh... That's you, real dumb. You cheated. So they cheated? They cheated yeah, they, the they, Oh, they straight up cheated. Because you see the bar, like, not moving for a while, and then you walk into a new room and it jacks up, like, 5%. So it's like, oh, you're cheating, aren't you? So then, oh, no, you've, you've got to wait for this door to slowly open. Oh, no, it's full. Oh, it exploded, but Samus is okay, barely. She's on fire now. That's really interesting. That's, yeah. Like, Metroid Fusion had that one time sequence in the middle that made perfect sense in the narrative yeah. and had like a little plot twist at the end where the human where they she finds a human possessed by the x-virus mm-hmm. which is very relevant to how the tension in that ending and there's an escape sequence at the ending so it has like sort of it's setting something up yeah yeah I remember that time in uh other M where you went to sector zero and you killed all the freeze-proof metroids and then you had to run away and oh uh... you just brought up you just said the name of the thing that should <laughs> never be mentioned again. I can't help myself. The that rage still... has returned. I feel it welling up inside of me. Well, good. Sector, Sector Zero is just such so bad because, like, even if Other M wanted to just be this super lame, bad Metroid filleting thing. It couldn't even fillate the games right. It couldn't even be dumb fan service right. It went to suck the dick and poked itself in the eyeball instead. <laughs> yep. And then it cut the dick off. And then it cut the dick off. <laughs> and then it cut the dick off. There you go. 
Well, so, Polly, dude. Yo! Uh, you said you're mad right now that I mentioned that. I'm very angry, Rhett. Well, channel that, because we're about to talk about No Man's Sky. Oh, but, <laughs> but I mean, the, how could I be mad at, like, the one game, like, anybody will ever need for the rest of their lives? I mean, I mean, why would you ever buy anything else again now that you have No Man's Sky? I mean, I pretty much don't have to, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's done. There's 18 quintillion planets in this, which means if you want to play a different game, it's probably out there on one of those planets. Exactly. That's that's how this stuff works, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so where do we want to start on this one? All right, well, I mean, why don't we go with, like, you, like, what are you doing? Like, how are you enjoying yourself some No Man's Sky? Uh... <laughs> Uh -oh. So I've gone through like five phases with this game. Oh dear! Just like okay. not not in a bad way though. Just like your goals kind of shift over time as you play the game. Because like this is a survival game, but there's a point where like survival becomes so trivial that it becomes an exploration game, basically. Mm -hmm. So like as people have said, like your first two hours with the game are amazing when you're just like thrown onto this planet and you're just everything's new. And it's really exciting, and you're just like, oh, I gotta fix my life support, then I gotta fix my ship, and then I gotta build a hyperdrive, and like you're doing stuff. And then once you get the hyperdrive and you start going to other planets, like it really slows down, and then about 10 hours in, you're just like, boy, these planets are starting to look a little samey, huh? Uh oh. No. There's like but 18 quadrillion of them, so maybe you're just having some bad luck. Yeah, maybe you're just having. So the thing is that, like, he goes. They were like, oh, every rock is procedurally generated. And then you play the game, it's just like, no, because, like, every underwater area looks the same. It's just using the same, like, flora down there. Like, like I'm pretty sure yeah. that those are the same stock assets that I saw building the underwater cavern on another planet about yeah. 20 minutes no. ago. So, like, underwater is one thing, but then, like, almost every planet will have a cave, and, like, the stuff in caves just all looks exactly the same. Oh, wow. Just like, oh, these, like, hexagonal rock pillars are just on every planet. Weird. Oh, just wow. Man, you're just having some kind of luck, huh? <laughs> so, like, there is stuff that you can tell is kind of randomly generated, like, obviously the animals and, like... But, okay, so the thing about the animals is that People go, oh, it's like they just hit random on the Spore character creator. And it's just like, no. <laughs> it's more like they hit random on the Evo Search for Eden character generator. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> because you literally see the same head models on different animals. Um, there's one that kind of looks like a bear and one that kind of looks like a dog. And it's just like, oh, there's a, t there's a turtle with the dog face. And then it's like, oh, there's a brontosaurus with the dog face. Like, you see the same uh, uh, telltale marks <laughs> over and over. And it's just like, oh, there's a butterfly with the dog face. Are you telling me that this 18 quad quintillion number might have been a little exaggerated? Oh, no. The world map, or the galaxy map, sure is effing big. <laughs> it's just, when you build it, the big problem is that, like, a lot of these stock assets just aren't mutating in any way whatsoever. Mm. Like, some rock formations, like, you'll see kind of scattered across a planet to kind of give it some texture. Like, those actually do feel, like, legitimately random, but most 90% of the stuff is just like, yep, these all look the same no matter where you go. Mm. Even stuff like mineral formations will be pretty consistent where it's like, oh, Heridium always, like, makes a dome or, like, an arc. So, gotcha. like, 
So for 10 hours, like, you're exploring stuff, and it's really fun, and then, like, the inventory fucking sucks at the start of the game, though. So, like, one of the other things people have complained about that makes this game seem really gamey is that there are these, like, orange pillars of light that are, like, beacons that you can program. Uh You can, like, hack into them and be like, find me a shelter or, like, find me, like, a transmission tower. Like, so there's four options on that that you can access. And basically, they always give you one of two answers for each one, so then you kind of quickly realize, like, oh, there's only, like, ten building types in this whole game, huh? Oh, ouch. Yeah, because, like, each Uh one of those four options will always give you, like, one of two things. So, like, and you can just keep hitting it over and over. As long as you keep building bypass chips. So one of the things people found out to do real quickly in the game is just find those things and just go, give me shelter, give me shelter, give me shelter, and just find all the drop pods, because drop pods always have an inventory upgrade on them. Oh, wow. So it just becomes super gamey of just, like, find them drop pods, boys. Jesus. That's terrible. And another thing, so people, I didn't, I never did this myself, but, like, another thing people were doing is, like, keep looking for transmission towers and then the transmission towers will lead you to crashed spaceships, which will always like either be plus one or plus one inventory of your current ship. And then just grind mm. out like 30 of those to get the max slot ship. Jesus. So yeah, it becomes very gamey, <laughs> like just exploiting systems. Gotcha. So it's not really space Proteus basically. No, it's definitely space Proteus though, but it has more okay. to do than Proteus. Proteus, okay. you just fucking wandered in a circle for an hour, okay. and then the game was over. <laughs> That's kind of the appeal like, I would get. Yeah. The weird complaint I've seen about this game is that there's too much stuff on these what? planets. What? Like, yes, you see the same buildings over and over, but people are saying, like, that's because buildings in general are just way too common. And it's just like, you never feel like this explorer... Ex- d- like, the game's always like, oh, you discovered this planet. And it's just like, well, why are these all these... Ins- why are there all these installations from alien races here then if I discovered it? Mm. So like Brad. people, people have gotten to modding already. And one of the mods I saw was like 25% or like 75% fewer buildings just to make <laughs> things. Christopher but, Columbus simulator. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Cause there's these three alien races and each solar system will be owned by one of them. So like you're on their turf, like yeah. completely. It's just kind of weird acting like, mm-hmm. oh, you discovered it, you named this planet. It's like, there's ancient ruins and, like, current installations and just dudes down here. Like, I'm not... You're not really anything. discovering anything. Yeah. You're, just, you're just, like, looking at a thing, and it's like, it says it's a dog, and you're like, no, it's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I did have one moment where I was, I was just, like, wandering around on this planet, like, pretty far from my spaceship, and then, like, a couple ships fly over by, and I'm just thinking, man... I feel like a dumbass down here walking. <laughs> They're just like, look at that idiot human over there just walking. What's he doing? <laughs> but he thinks at... he's discovering things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, gonna, he's gonna die down there. What the hell? <laughs> what do you think he named the planet? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. he named another one fart poop. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, so, like, God. start of the game is really fun, though. Like, when, before you realize, like, everything is kind of made out of stock assets. Right. Gotcha. Like, I found this one solar system where just, like, the aurora around it was purple. So I named the first one Planet Ret. Nice. <laughs> and then the next planet was really nice. Like, blue sky, green fields, like, 
almost kind of Earth-like, and I'm like, this is Planet Polly, and I spent a few hours there just hanging out and looking at the animals and stuff. Rhett, Rhett spent a few hours inside of me. <laughs> and then, you know, as you get further and further, it's just like, oh, these plants are all saying me. I don't really feel like naming them and stuff. And then Ouch. as you warp more and more, it's just like they become more and more disposable. So about uh. 10 hours in and after the inventory. So weird thing about the inventory is that your upgrades take an inventory slot. Mm-hmm. So like even at the start of the game, when you have like 12 inventory slots, there's some stuff you can't actually like remove like your life support. And if you build like a life support upgrade, it'll just take another slot. That's so like thrilled them. So there's kind of an interesting push-pull, but most people kind of hate it. And, like, it doesn't make sense at the start of the game when you're so cramped for inventory. Yeah. And the game keeps giving you upgrades, and it's just like, I don't have room for that. I'm just going to ignore this for now. So it was literally, like, ten hours into the game where I'm like, okay, I've got, like, some room to breathe. I'm going to look at these upgrades, figure out what I need to craft them, and, like, have a little scavenger hunt. So, like, I took out a notepad. I'm just, like, writing down everything that I need, and then traveling the plants to build all these upgrades and like it was an interesting kind of yeah, Minecraft type. Yeah, it was kind of Minecrafty. Yeah. But the problem is like once you've done that it's like okay, I I've finished the game portion basically. Ah, <laughs> uh, gotcha. So that was like hours 10 through 20 basically, maybe not quite that long. Okay. So like and then the biggest upgrade of all is to like upgrade your hyperdrive cuz you like you get the level 1 one pretty quickly but then if you want to warp like multiple stars in a row, you need the second level one. And the game had pointed me towards like the Atlas quest at some point, And I was just like, Oh, but that's not towards the center. Fuck it. I'm sure I won't have to go there eventually. <laughs> but then when I got the second level warp drive, I was like, Oh, maybe I'll just go back to that thing. Cause it'll take like one warp now. So uh-huh. literally like 20 hours into the game, I started the main quest, <laughs> <laughs> which is the Atlas quest. Wait, there are quests. No, there's this one main quest basically called okay. the At- called the Atlas Path, and it's real bad. Oh. Uh, so phase three of this game was me following the Atlas Path. Uh-oh. Okay. The Atlas Path is basically just the space. It'll mark certain solar systems on your map, and you have to go to them. And then when you go to them, you get a you get an Atlas Stone, and you have to get ten of them. And these stones don't stack, so the further oh in you get, God. it wrecks your inventory all over again. Fuck oh, <laughs> you, man. So at this point, at least, I'm up to like 48 inventory slots or whatever the max is, but it's just like, man, I'm sure I'm going to be glad when I get 10 spots back. Like, you couldn't, you literally couldn't do this at the start of the game because you don't have enough mm-hmm. space. But luckily, since I was starting this so late that I had the upgraded warp drive all over already... Like, every time it gave me a new place to go, I was just like, oh, I can get there in, like, two jumps. Mm-hmm. Like, so I just cruised through this, and it was super boring. Just, like, warp. Okay, build another warp core. Warp again. Just, like, mm-hmm. and then, like, Just five. doing video game things. Yeah. So I've heard people get real burned out trying to go to the center of the galaxy in this game because it takes, like, 100 hours. That sounds real boring. Yeah. So, like, this was just a microcosm of that, and I was just like, man, yeah, you don't want to just grind it out. Like, just have some fun with whatever you're doing in the game. Yeah. So I finished that, and it was just like, the ending ending of the side quest is also real dumb. And it's just like, oh, this game is all smoke and mirrors, huh? Oh. Because, okay, I'll just say what happens. 
They okay. tell you that through your actions, a new star has been born. What? Okay. Oh, they I don't think actually I know. show this happening though. They just go. They just tell you a new star exists somewhere out there now. But uh-huh. they don't. They don't like do a thing where they zoom out to the the galaxy map and show a new star appearing. Even if it would be like literally impossible for you to ever confirm or deny that it was actually happened, they don't even give you that. They don't even give you like the illusion of it maybe actually being true. Uh, what you're supposed to do is imagine it in your mind. Yeah. Molly knew. Uh, so then I reached phase four of my time with this game because now it's like, okay, I've got like all the upgrades I want for the most part mm-hmm. and I did the dumb Atlas path and was really disappointing with how that went. Yeah. So I landed on a planet and you know what I did? I turned the HUD off. Okay. Mm. And, then, and then I turned the sound or the soundtrack off, so it's just ambient sound. No and you're back to so you're on phase four. Yeah. Okay. So, so I just I just went for a walk, and that's kind of where I'm at now. Where it's just like you know, I'm kind of over the game part, but like I still really like just walking around these plants and exploring them, and just being like, oh, look at that hill over there. I can go there. Because mm-hmm. like for all the bullshit around this game, like the planetary generation stuff is still like super amazing. Like, uh-huh. when it works right. Mm-hmm. So just having a good time, like, putting on a podcast and just getting lost on these plants. Playing, and it's funny, like... Playing Proteus, essentially. Yeah. And it does feel, like, real special when you actually find a building this way, because yeah. regularly in the game, it'll, like, put a question mark icon on your HUD if you're within, like, two minutes walking distance of anything. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's just putting icons on your HUD constantly. Uh. So, like... So as dense as everything is, though, once you don't get that, it becomes real hard to find stuff. Mm. It's just like, oh, I can just walk for, like, 30 minutes and still not find anything. So, like, kind of finding myself, like, walking to the top of hills and pulling out the binoculars, being going, like, is there anything around here? No? Shit. And then it's like, where did I park my ship anyway? Ah, shit. Oh, no. (laughs) So I had, like, one time where, like, I wandered around, because I really wanted to see if I could do it. I wandered around for, like, 20 minutes just looking for my ship. (laughs) Because I had gone through a cave and came out the other side. I was just like, oh, I don't know where I am anymore. Whoops. But then I did, and I was like, oh, that was real cool. There you go. A space adventure yeah. for the space adventurer. Yeah, I really like that part. Like, the wandering is really good in this. And, like, the movement feels fun because of that melee trick where you uh-huh. can melee and then jetpack, and you'll go real fucking fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then this kind of co- coincided with the modding community kind of starting to go nuts with this game mm-hmm. where there's stuff like somebody just made a mod that makes certain things like 10 times bigger like Rhett's dick <laughs> yeah oh my god <laughs> okay <laughs> so like all kind of the randomly generated fauna and rocks that it makes are just way bigger now so it makes everything just seem way more visually impressive like oh this actually like feels like a forest now instead of just like oh, here's some, like, 15 feet t- tall trees that you can just jump over. Yeah. <laughs> now it's just like, oh, like, I have to think about where I'm going because there's a forest over there and, I, you're, like, your visibility... It's real interesting kind of combining it with turning the hut off and just truly getting lost in these worlds. Mm-hmm. Mods Man Sky, where they finish the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Gotcha. This sounds like Minecraft. It sounds like one of those cool survival games that you lo- that you yeah. enjoy for, like... 10 to 20 hours and then stop. <laughs> Which, the same the thing, thing is, is fine to me. 
Minecraft has multiplayer. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of a lot of why people like it is running their own servers. Yeah, I didn't really engage with that stuff much, and then I stopped yeah. playing Minecraft. After so I think the other thing is that Minecraft, Minecraft kind of started as like this creative tool, and then they were like, how do we make a game out of this? Yeah. And they did survival mode, and I for a while I thought people hated survival mode, and now survival games have become like this dominant genre on Steam. Yeah. For some no, reason. my most of my experience with Minecraft was doing the survive was just survival mode with basically no mods and single player, I think on the oh. beta. So they hadn't added in a bunch of the extra stuff. Yeah. Like there wasn't like experience that you can spend on magic spells or a final boss or anything. Yeah. I just would go into caves and collect resources and then build cool stuff and the building okay, so, the building stuff would feel yeah. better because I it was built out of these resources that I had yeah. to endure dangerous situations to get. Like that's definitely sounds similar to this game except for the like build cool building build, stuff, yeah. Building cool shit cuz they've said in the next update there's going to be like base building but that also seems really at odds with this game and how it's kind of always constantly Moving. pushing you pushing you forward. Like, you yeah. never really have any reason to go back to a planet. And, like, the game, like, really makes it basically impossible to ever go back to a solar system once you've left it. Because, like, you don't leave any sort of trailer and the map is just useless because it's, it's so, so big. big. <laughs> what it's a like, weird game. Yeah. So it's really interesting to see how they add to it in the future. Like, because mm -hmm. I think it does kind of need some hook that's going to keep people coming back in perpetuity. Yeah, but it sort of seems like whatever that hook was, it probably should have been there when they released it. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, Minecraft was ready to play and enjoy when it came out. Like, I played the alpha for a mm -hmm. long time and enjoyed myself. I st I had stopped playing before the finished game came out, <laughs> and I don't feel like I was. Oh no! This is the finished game. For that. Charging sixty bucks for it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. the other thing is that like, there's a ton of gun upgrades in this game, and like literally nothing to use them on. There's like three types of AI drone that you can fight, and like they're all pretty trivial, and then sometimes your ship gets attacked by pirates. And then, so that was like kind of the main impetus for me being like, oh, I got to upgrade my ship. And then I did that. And it's just like, oh, the pirates are completely trivial now. Great. Weird. Like, this game has no end game right now, really. Yeah. Like some of the upgrade trees, like don't even have like the Omega level for uh -huh. their upgrade. It's just like, it feels unfinished. And getting to the center of the galaxy would be super boring. Like, oh God. So like, you know how they did the day one patch for this game? That yeah. day one patch actually made the galaxy, like, four times bigger. Okay. But, oh, it's super weird. Like, if you have, like, the absolute max level for all your warp drives, you can warp, like, 1,600 light years. Uh-huh. But there's a, there's a thing, there's a counter that says your distance to the center of the galaxy. When you warp 1,600, that counter will only go down 400. What? Oh, that's fucked. Like, they literally made it four times bigger yeah. in, in the final patch version, but they didn't change that counter. They didn't change... Oh, that is fucked. It's really weird. Uh, so, Polly. So let's do it, some, let's so do some rope. Let, well, what? So, wait, is it a be better Metroid game than AM2R? 
Oh, yeah, I'd probably, probably agree okay. with that. Probably I, I definitely saw people saying, like, you could graft any game onto this and it would be a better game, but, like, that <laughs> potential is so crazy. Somebody was like, what if they just turned this into a Dragon Ball Z game and you just flew around as Vegeta blowing up planets? And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like that would be pretty awesome. Oh right. Like what I said, if you could permanently blow up planets. How cool would that be? How great would that feel? So, Rhett, you wanted to yeah. move on to the yeah. fifth phase? Okay, let's engage in some role play, Rhett. Okay. okay. Oh. I'm going to be an interviewer. <laughs> and okay. I, want, I want you to play the part of Sean Murray. I think I know where this is going. Okay, okay. I, I'll okay. Back. All right, I want you to get into the role here. Okay, okay. So, Sean Murray, lead developer of No Man's Sky and Hello Studios. Yes. I have some questions about your game. Yes. Is there multiplayer? Yes. Is it possible for other players to meet up and have adventures together? Yes. Are the ships different, like different classes and different ways to play them? Yes. <laughs> See where we're going with this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when see i am i might be silly in in thinking this but i believe that when you sean murray when when you say things with your mouth hole that are going to be in your game even weeks prior to its release, and those things end up not being there. That makes you a goddamn liar, liar, pants on fire. Yes. <laughs> so everything, uh. everything Sean Murray has said in the last year or <laughs> oh, more no, three i'd say like in the three last, years okay let's just tear in the last three years is this episode's butt steam this man <laughs> has incessantly lied through his fucking teeth and i swear to god he needs to be taken to task for it yes <sighs> yeah <laughs> And he's always had that shit eating fucking grin. While he's just sitting there, he knows he's telling a big old fucking lie. Is it every time they ask a question, he's just yeah. It's just like, does this game have X? Yes. Does it have Y? Yes. Okay. Well, what if? Blah 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 blah. Yes. Those interviews are crazy looking back after the fact now that people have played the game. It's just he's saying stuff like, well, we wanted more green skies in the game, so we had to go back and redesign the periodic table in order to re-configure like, the molecular structure of the game to allow for more green, green plants to spawn. Like, the most inane bullshit, and people were falling for it! Yeah, and now, the, and now they're doing the same thing again. Like, oh, well, no, guys, No Man's Sky didn't get oh, us, but Star Citizen's got our back. Hey, at the very least, No Man's Sky is a 60 buck game. Star Citizen has been charging people literally thousands of dollars for spaceships for years. Yeah. Like, yeah. boy. For a game that doesn't exist yet. 
can't wait for that ship. To... I can't wait for that. I can't wait for that game to crash and burn because I'm just gonna spend an entire Sox cast dying of laughter. The end of that episode is going to be the ambulance people pulling up to my door <laughs> and carting me off. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I only really paid attention to like the two initial reveal trailers for No Man's Sky. Like there was the one at the VGX in end of 2013 mm -hmm. and i think there was a similar trailer at e3 2014 the one that shows like the dinosaurs and shit and like i remember watching those and being like oh you guys aren't gonna pull that off the whole going to space and la landing on another planet like with no load screens yeah like that can't be real and then you play the game and they do that part specifically and it's just like wow you guys did it and then I started looking back at all the interviews and like more trailers and just stuff they promised that just flat out isn't in the game. The and it's Steam just like the Steam trailer, the Steam uh, Age trailer has shit still... that's not even in the game. Yeah, I think it was like the 2015 trailer that really broke my heart because like half that trailer looks exactly like the final game, and then half of it is just stuff that's not in the game. And it's just like, wait, what? Was it actually real? Is that in there? It's just super weird seeing stuff like a crash trader <sighs> in the game, but then not guess, actually. Guess what doesn't play. happen? Yeah. And like all the space combat they showed pre-release looks way different oh, and wow. faster yeah. than the final game. Like the final game, oh my god, stuff just takes forever to kill. You just and do like a third of its life at most. Maybe like a fifth, really. Mm. And then in the trailer, it looks like Star Fox, where it's just like, pew, 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 pew just mowing through enemies. And, like, the s scale of the space battles is just way bigger. And the all the faction stuff being like, yeah, so, like, in the final game, like, you can tell these factions don't really care for each other. But, like, literally nothing comes from it. When in the C3 2015 trailer, he's just like, oh, we're in a contested zone right now. You can see the Gek fighting the Viking over there. Oh, and, my God. And you can choose which side to choo to align yourself with. And that's just... Not in the game. But that'll affect the rest of your gameplay experience. Ugh. <laughs> but, I mean, I swear to God, like, if we're gonna get pissy about video game companies lying blatantly, yeah. like, this is the time to fucking just be like, look, you've sold this entire game on lies. Sean Murray hasn't been on Twitter since August 16th. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But even then, the weird, like, wow, I can't believe two people met up on day one. Oh they didn't my meet God. up. They were tweeting each other going, I don't see you. Just like everybody uh. like, hey, what about this problem? Man, oh man, look at all these copies we've sold. <laughs> yeah. What about this part of your game doesn't work? Man, oh man, I can't believe we actually released it. Feels good to have dreams, doesn't it, guys? <laughs> Because, like, I, the the multiplayer thing was weird because he did always have that caveat of being like, well, the game's real big, so the chances of you seeing someone are unlikely. But when you got people looking at the data that the game sends or receives, and it's a flat line. I know, I know, 100%. The game does not have multiplayer right now. But he always kind of coached it as like, well, don't look for this as a multiplayer thing. And me personally, like, I didn't care about yeah. multiplayer. So when that news came out that multiplayer wasn't in the game, I was just kind of like, well, that's a big fat lie. But I personally don't care. But then looking at, like, the other trailers and all the stuff that was promised mm -hmm. that's not in the game is definitely like, oh, man. Like, 
You fucked it up. It wasn't just this one thing. It was like 90% of the things you said aren't actually in no. here. Like, it's crazy. It's just, it's insulting. It's got, I, I'm, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for them to start, like, doing quick overnight patches to make sure mods don't work. I'm waiting for them to bust down on, on mods. I don't know why they would do that, but I sure hope not. Cause I, I don't know why they would either, because it's a, you know it's very much a thing that if you want to And it's, and it's very much not an online game, so who cares? Exactly, but <laughs> we know that video game people are fucking idiots. Hey, yeah, remember just that? like yeah, Nintendo. Yeah. Remember that time somebody modded in online to Just Cause 2? Mm-hmm. Imagine if that happened with this game. Oh my god. If somebody just straight up makes an online multiplayer mod that can like invite someone into your instance. Mm-hmm. So like you can actually oh. play with their friends so it actually goes beyond what they ever said would be apply, apply applicable, I guess. It would be real That'd... fucking funny. Yep. Another thing about the trailers is that like they always show the player ship like having wingmen. Yeah. And it's a very powerful imagery cuz like it doesn't say multiplayer, but it definitely hints at multiplayer. The way mm-hmm. you and these other ships are all going together on an adventure. Yeah. So that not only is multiplayer in, not in the game, like, you can't even hire wingmen. Like, that's not even in the game at all, either. Hello, games. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hi, I'm going to smile and say yes. Hi! <laughs> Sean Murray is just uh, okay, an English that's, that's John Byer, only capable, <laughs> only capable of saying yes to everything you ask. I'm going to make my first No Man's Sky mod that is just a thing that when the Hello Games logo appears, John goes, hi! <laughs> I feel like a lot of games would benefit from that. Need to start shopping around interviews for the machine game. Just tell, tell everything about the multiplayer and whatnot. Oh. There you go. Two hours, two hours long. Get two hours of auto scrolling. Online well, multiplayer no, leaderboards. Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, there's the part where I like the game, and the part where I can admit they lied about literally everything and should probably face face legal prosecution. At they some point. really should. There should be illegal ramifications. Because like, if. If I don't anything has of... warranted legal legal precedent yeah. and, 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 and consumers striking back against a video game studio, this is definitely one of the cases that fucking calls for it. This definitely seems like the worst ever in terms of misrepresentation. Like, you had stuff like Spore and Bioshock Infinite, kind of. That just, mm-hmm. like, this, but this is just yeah. on a different level completely. Because it's not even just multiplayer. This is going on late night with Stephen Colbert yeah. and straight and up telling a lie to millions of people. That was crazy. He uh. goes, does it have multiplayer? Yeah. But it's real big, so you'll never see anybody. Weird. It's, it's something. But hey, there's Points. a mod that makes the trees ten times bigger that's real cool. Cool. <laughs> It seems like a thing that would be really fun for, like, not forever. <laughs> Which is cool, because I don't yeah. really like playing games for, for forever. Got a point. Yeah. <sighs> Boy. Weird. Six out of 60 bucks, too. If it could just kind of be lower than that, then you could kind of... Uh, 
yeah. manage your expectations. Like, I think, I think at some level, they fell into their own hype. Like, yeah, they for literally did. As a, but then it totally worked on people. Like, having yeah. it, and the whole PS4 exclusivity, like, having Sony behind them pushing it. And Sony's also been very quiet ever since it came oh, out. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Sony's locked Sean Murray away in a room <laughs> somewhere, and he is not allowed to say yes to anything. I wonder what they knew. Everything. Like, they had to. There's no way they didn't know, one, everything that that game contained and didn't, and two, what his dumbass was out there doing. So it's just like, you know this is going to blow up, right? Because gamers... They don't take to this shit very well. You saw what happened with fucking Mass Effect 3. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh. But on this, this is like a whole nother level. Like, there was this Reddit post that's just like detailing every single interview he's done, every single feature he mentioned as being in the game, and how it's not. And yeah. just like, yeah. oh god, it was that, this... li- that list just kept going yeah it was a screed it took me probably just like on and off about an hour to read the whole thing goddamn like they were really promising the moon with this thing yeah and what we got was an okay survival game with really great planet generation to a point so you got they promised the moon and they said you got a planet there you go yeah there you go they okay they, they promised 18 quintillion uniquely generated planets. How about that? With <laughs> a unique periodic table and crash oh traders and get out of here. building and meeting online with your friends and like griefing other players. Like, I mean, I keep thinking like, what would be the one hook to add to this game to actually make it something people will keep coming back to? And it yeah. does end up being online multiplayer. Yeah, that's yeah, because yeah, that's what it was with Minecraft. Because with all the weapons in the game and the fact that there's nothing really to use them on, the idea of flying into someone's game and shooting them down is pretty appealing. Yeah. <laughs> like just just straight up griefing people Dark Souls style. I did have one moment where a bunch of pirates attacked me and I was just like, oh, I can't deal with this right now. So I just turned around and went back to the planet I was coming from mm-hmm. and they followed me into the atmosphere. Oh. We just had a dogfight wall. Do, during re-entry, so we're just on fire <laughs> shooting at each other. That's pretty good. It was good. the dumbest thing. It was like a ten-minute fight because I was seriously weak at that point. But I was like, you know, this game, this game has its moments. But still. But yeah. I kind of want to play Minecraft again <laughs> after talking Dude. about it. So is that all for No Man's Sky? Oh. Okay, so there's one thing about this game, though. One, where, only like, one yeah. thing. So, like because I didn't pay attention to the trailers or the interviews, I just watched the final game be streamed on Twitch a bunch before buying it, mm-hmm. so that I did I didn't feel mis- misled, except for one thing, uh-huh. which is like two days after the Steam release, Sean Murray gives another interview where he goes. Perhaps mm. I was naive when I said all updates will be free. Uh. So now they they immediately open the door to oh maybe in the future we'll do a paid expansion. Enjoy your uh. enjoy your fifty dollar expansion, which is like not something I'm super opposed to if it's a massive thing, but like to get people's money then immediately walk back a previous interview where you said all the updates will be free, and then. 
over the next course of the course of the next couple of weeks where people are like discussing and realizing how much actually isn't already in the game. Like it's an incredibly shitty look to be like already talking about yeah, expansions it's, possibly. It's the kind of hot water that the payday devs found themselves in when it when they were just like, Oh, we're never gonna charge anybody for the extra content in our game. Oh hey guys, by the way, we're gonna charge you for all the new content <laughs> in our game. Blah. And this just, this just felt like such a super calculated move. Like, okay, we got the Steam money. Basically, Let's... yeah. Like, everything about, like, I know that we've gone over it a hundred times by now, but everything about this just seems intentionally deceitful, and it's just like, I, I, got, I got no love for Hello Games or Sony at this point right now. It's just, yeah. it's been a complete ridiculous shit train of lies and deception just to get the money and like and nobody's talking now yeah oh yeah so i guess God, as of so yesterday weird. the game has been out for two weeks on steam mm -hmm. which means people's refund period would be yep, expiring it's over now so i wonder if they're gonna start being a little more open yeah uh-huh mm-hmm uh they, they actually they did do something where they said there's an update next week that'll have like a new feature, but we'll see. Yeah, Who knows? I'm not holding my breath on that, or it to mm. actually be anything of a, yeah. a, a substantial. Planets rotate now. Maybe. Oh yeah, I fucking bet. <laughs> yeah, I fucking. They don't. Bet. They don't rotate. No. Oh yeah. So that's the crazy thing about this game is that plants. He right before the game came out, he said they disabled rotation because the beta testers were getting disoriented. Like, because uh, they take off uh -huh. and stuff wouldn't be in the same place. But that means, because planets don't actually rotate, that the day-night cycle is just totally faked. Mm -hmm. It's just really shitty. When previous interviews from years ago were like, oh yes, we're simulating entire galaxies and solar systems now. So it's like, not only do the, do the planets don't orbit the sun, they don't even rotate. So the day-night stuff is fake. It's just like, mm -hmm. and like, other planets will always stay in the same spot in the sky where you can see them. It's just like, uh... I kind of... Yeah, I kind of guess I didn't really think about that, but I guess I kind of would have assumed that they would actually like be a galaxy. Yeah. yeah. Huh. When you move from star to star, that's where you get like a loading screen in the form of like a uh, warp drive. So yeah. So that one doesn't bug me too much, but like the whole yeah. solar systems are actually really faked, where you can't actually go to the star. Mm hmm. It's just kind of a skybox and he literally said this game doesn't have skyboxes <laughs> oh no but yeah i think originally yeah. he was like yes if you actually just fly in a direction for long enough you'll reach another star but it'll take like 10 years <laughs> god get out of here sean mm. your kind yes. doesn't belong <laughs> yes. wait finish what you were gonna say your kind doesn't belong here yes <laughs> So are we done with you, Rhett? Yeah, we're finally done. Sorry for taking so damn long. Oh my god. John Fire. That's me! Douchebag baby boy. <laughs> That's Short, me. Shorts boy. Short no. 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 Ah, you see, now see, shorts Rhett? boy. <laughs> you calm down over there, shorts boy. I don't need I, you don't need to be starting no mess. You already spent an hour talking. You don't get to <laughs> you don't get to come into douchebag baby boys segment. With your shorts boy stuff. Come on now. Your shorts boy. Everybody tweet at Rhett. Oh no. Shorts boy. 
Oh yeah, last time where you did like everybody tweet your best insult to Rhett. Nope, nobody did it besides Chelsea. Yeah, see. And yep. she did. You like PSO too? Damn. Just like oh, I said, she would like though. Just like said, yeah. That's brutal. Mm. You're shorts right. boy now. Just for now and forever. <laughs> That's you. So back to douchebag baby boy. Back to the douchebag baby boy segment of the Sox cast. <laughs> the award-winning podcast for video games. I wound up tweeting with the baby boy guy for like an hour and a half about Metroid. And then at the end he was like, by the way, I'm sorry about the baby boy thing. I was kind of <laughs> drunk. I kind of had hoped that we had, ta- like, we had shown that we were taking it in stride and thought it was yeah. actually really funny. Yes, it was uh, so, really funny. So hopefully, that, like, they don't listen to this podcast and get the impression we hate them now. I mean, because yeah. we we do, but I hope that they don't get that impression. Yeah, it's all exactly. about out, it's all about outward appearances here. <laughs> so douchebag so, baby oh, that boy, was fun. what you been yeah. doing, douchebag baby boy? Okay, and I watched The Little Prince. Mm-hmm. Have y'all heard that? I heard that. I've heard I saw it on it. Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, that's because it's only on. That's because it came out on Netflix. The people who made that movie, um, the licensors just decided, you know what? We made this movie. It's this big official movie. Let's just not put it out in theaters. Mm-hmm. We're just kind of done with it, and we're not going to do anything with it. Actually, it's just going to we're just going to sit on this finished movie from like several years ago. Um, oh, it never came out at all. So kind of a Rodia the Sky Soldier situation, I guess. Oh. And then Netflix picked it up, and it might it might not have been like several years ago, but it, that's the situation was Netflix swooped in to be like, okay, here we'll distribute it. Interesting. Um, and it's a really good movie. What is it? It's called The Little Prince. It's based on the old French children's story called mm-hmm. The Little Prince. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it's not really just a straightforward adaptation because it's sort of. Um, there's sort of a framing narrative, but then the framing narrative becomes the whole narrative by the end. That and then bits and pieces of the Little Prince story are worked in or are a part of this larger story. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Um, and basically, it's just a girl is signed up for a prestigious academy of people with sticks up their butt, and it's a whole place of adults living in places, and all the adults have sticks up their butt. And everyone wants her to get straight A's and become the best possible adult she can. And they live moved into a, houses where all the houses are like squares, and the neighbors are just like, "Oh." It and sounds like the, that episode of SpongeBob SquarePants where Squidward moves into like a community, a gated community of other Squidwards, and he finds <laughs> out that like they're all just boring and that he's boring. <laughs> Not too far off. And then um, her mom unveils her life plan, which is a big calendar for her studying or her schedule for every day so that she can become the best possible student and best possible adult. Best Everyone needs to be the most essential and productive adult they possibly can be. The John um, Dyer story. <laughs> the John Dyer story. And they move in next to the one house that's not that's weird. It's this big, creepy... It's a pineapple apart house it's a pineapple <laughs> <laughs> with this crazy old band that nobody that everyone else just is like Ooh, who, who makes like, burgers for a living <laughs> <laughs> and he has a pet dog named gary <laughs> 
And um, and the story is that this old man also wrote the story of the little prince, and right. he makes friends with this girl, and they he sh- shares his story with her, and they hang out and in his backyard, sunshine and flowers and grass, and it's all nice. Um, so it could have very easily been kind of obnoxious mm-hmm. and maybe pretentious about how it went and got that present premise mm-hmm. um like i watched the trailer and i was like this could be real good or real bad yeah um and all of the little print sections are or stop motion adjacent and they or like paper crafting basically they're real unique looking um, cool. and real beautiful and so basically like what blew me and anna away with this movie um it's just these two people making friends and sharing the story um, but then in the last third of the movie, uh, it just turns into an Ikuhara movie. Oh. No. No, no, in the best way, where it just goes, like, pure metaphor, and the boundaries between the two stor- the story and the real life just fall apart. Mm. Uh, and things start coming to life that weren't alive, and we meet the little prince and what he kind of be- ultimately became. Um... We meet the characters from the story and what they represent, and it just goes just full anime like emotions for huh. to just hammer home all of these points that the rest of the story was making. It just makes endist and kind of most thing they can just by kind of abandoning just strict reality. Yeah. So do uh, so do we meet like the old man's next door neighbor that lives under a rock who is also a starfish? Well, <laughs> it's just that's just all one man, and then I agree. <laughs> I mean, that's just how we live life now, right? That's yep, yep. <laughs> so gets nuts at the end and it made us cry a lot and we really liked it it has like a 98 Rotten Tomato um, I'd, like, I'd like to see the movie that doesn't make John Thayer cry a lot <laughs> um, and we negative reviews and it was all people um, who complained about the third act about the ending oh. so I was like yes <laughs> which is where it actually clicked for us mm. uh, so that movie's real good and it's on Netflix you should go check it out. It's not even long. I, we really liked it. It's not even will. long. Boy, like a movie that isn't long these days. Those are hard to come by. They actually are. Like, they actually are, though. Like every Marvel... They really are. Like every movie has got to be like two and a half to three hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who has that kind of time? Yeah, this is under two but, hours. But really, yeah. you want to watch the extended editions on DVD. Uh, uh, how many people... I don't, uh, yeah, extended editions, that's not... I saw some Lord of the Rings box set. It's like all six movies, extended editions. It's just like, oh my god. No. There's a a marathon. Yeah. And you know somebody's done it. I'm sure lots of people have done it. Yeah. (laughs) Because they're crazy. Yeah. Ugh, that sounds so miserable, especially because the Hobbit movies are so bad. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Little Prince, it's real nice. And it's apparently the, the director was the guy who directed Kung Fu Panda. Oh, weird. Oh, that's Which is weird. so weird because this is this weirdo arty thing. But also Kung Fu Panda 1 is kind of really good. So it also makes sense to me. 
Um, so yeah, movies are cool. I like that basically every year lately, there's been at least one amazing animated movie. Mm-hmm. Like Inside I mean, Out, Lego Movie, Frozen. That just That's just the last three years. This year had... Yeah. You like Zootopia, right? I... Mm. Oh, really? I, okay. I enjoyed is it, watching is it, a, it. is it a problematic fave? It's, it's No, I don't think it's even a fave, it sounds like. I didn't feel the urge to go back to revisit it. Unlike uh, every other piece of media you can Well don't see. worry, this year still has Kubo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And we and we didn't feel the same we felt the same way with um Big Hero Six where we watched it and it was like, Oh, this was such a nice time and then we never thought about it again. Speaking of okay, can I just do a quick detour? Speaking of movies nobody ever thought of again, Finding Dory. Ouch! Oh, wow. I didn't even think of that. But what's crazy is that that's like the number one grossing animated movie of all time now. Like, uh, think about uh, how big Frozen felt, and how people like John wouldn't stop talking about that movie for months. Still hasn't. And yeah. the fact that Finding Dory is actually a bigger box office now—that's just mind blowing to me. We saw Frozen times in theaters <laughs> so how did Finding did Dory do so well who saw that movie more than I, once oh I don't understand that just continues to boggle my mind like how is this the number one of all time now Ugh. god Finding Nemo was real popular I mean yeah Finding Nemo is great <laughs> this yeah, is the well, same movie again yes it okay, is that's, that's just my little detour yeah all right, so it sounds like Kubo and The Little Prince are both real good movies, and also yeah. we should go see Kubo because we not, might not be getting yeah. much more out of Laika. Uh, <laughs> yeah. God, box drill sound. Mm. I, have, I have no idea what that movie is, so I won't shit gotcha. on it. Um, but yeah, uh, and I played two video games. Did you? I played two video games. They two were of those. Very- two, one, two, T-W-O. Yes. The first one was Super Mario Brothers 2. Oh, you're just like, I mean, man, knocking all of the box office, uh, <laughs> yeah, but like the big box office b- buckarina, buck- I don't know where what? I'm going with this. Like, Shut up! I don't know where I'm going with it! <laughs> That's why I was coming in to, I was swooping in to save. Save the bit! <laughs> save the bit! All eight of them! <laughs> Boom. There's a relevant joke. <laughs> I am. Oh, I get it. So, Super Mario Brothers 2 for the NES, the American one. That game's real good. It yeah. is. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's really a shame they've never revisited that game, basically. Yeah. 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 They borrow elements from it, but never mm-hmm. in the context of what about if we make another game where you like, you like that plays kind of like this? Yeah. yeah. I remember well, when. I think Mario Maker. Yeah, Mario Maker has none of it. I just remember when new Super Mario Brothers 2 came out, and it's just like, oh, you can't use that name. Yeah, like, unless you're making a game that is very similar to that old game, stop it. They didn't listen. No, they didn't. They kept Uh, fucking going. I kind of feel like hopefully after Mario Maker came out, they just won't make any more new Super Mario Brothers games. I don't think they will. I think they're kind of over it. Yeah, because they basically gave probably they probably built this stock editor yeah. at there. All right, let's make more new Super Mario Brothers. Here we made this editor. You can just pay, pay, take all these old assets now. Yeah. And they're like, wait, what if we put this out 
for everyone. All right, now they can just make their own shitty new Super Mario Brothers games. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, Super Mario Brothers Two. I played this game um, on my Game Boy Advance as a kid, the All Stars version. That's not uh, the, the, the 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 Game Boy Advance version mm. is kind of garbage. Really? I believe it. I well, it doesn't remember- feel very good. It's got all of these dumb voices, and I mm-hmm. noticed that. Yeah, and there's like a lot of dumb changes where it's just like, oh, hey, here you picked up a gigantic radish. Oh, it's crazy. Look at scaling. <laughs> I that heard true? that. Is that all true of the All Stars version? No. Okay. The All Stars version is just the original game with you know like yeah, um, desktop graphics. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I heard the GBA version was like trying to make it more in line with the other games. Yeah. Which um, doesn't really work because it's different. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, I don't remember it very well. I played through it once with saving, and I think I warped half past the stages. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to warp and I couldn't figure it out, but then I read I had a Choose Your Own Adventure book of Super Mario Brothers 2, so I had a lot of memories of just reading like this weird novelization Choose Your Own Adventure of that game. <laughs> Which is if really you wanna, funny. Now. If you want to pick up the radish, turn to page forty-two. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds amazing, though. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers Two: The Novelization. Like... <laughs> I had one of Super Mario Brothers Two. I had another, another of Zelda: Oracle of Seasons. Mm. Just somehow weird. Um, yeah, um, but yeah, I have. Not touched this game since I want to like, interview the guy. Ago. I want to interview the guy that wrote the Choose Your Own Adventure Super Mario Brothers two book. Somebody get him <laughs> on the line for me. I've got questions. Because like, <laughs> turn to page seven hundred seventy two <laughs> means seven hundred. But yeah, so I revisited Super Mario Brothers one a lot. I revisited Super Mario Brothers three a lot. I yeah. revisited Mario World, Yoshi's Island, even Lost Levels quite a bit. Played those games a lot. Haven't really touched this game since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. It's real good. It is. I just, I just, it's like there's this amazing NES game, like top tier NES game that I just haven't touched for whatever reason. And yes. it's like, it such, feels like such a nice discovery because it's just this very together thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much variety in the stages. They there feel really every is. stage, it just keeps moving and. Mm where every stage just feels so different. Like, just that first, those first three levels, they have, like, fa- the Fanto set piece, the vertical crawl, vertical stuff inside, like, the... where you need to get the Fanto key and get down to the bottom, and it's mm-hmm. a bunch of cool vertical set pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, the first stage, I didn't find this out until, like, my, like, tenth time playing it. There's a secret hidden path to Birdo, where yeah. you wind up behind Birdo. yeah. It's I didn't know about cool. that. It's real awesome. That game's got a lot of cool shit like that. Yeah. Where you yeah, can just, uh, like, skip entire portions of stages, like, or if you're, like, the princess or something, you can get to some areas that are inaccessible to other people because you can float longer, and then it's just like, what the hell's this path? Mm-hmm. And you so can get through a lot of those, the other characters, with, like, creatively riding on mo- flying monsters. Yep. Funny thing Ugh. about that game, though, is that in the original Doki Doki Panic, apparently you couldn't run at all. Nope. So a mm-hmm. lot of those, like, skips that you can do, like, there's the two towers, I think, in stage four. Mm-hmm. Like, if you do a perfect running jump with Princess, you can just, or Luigi, you can get across. Yeah. Like, that stuff wasn't even mm-hmm. in the original game. Nope. 
Like they kind of added in accidental sequence breaks in the U.S. version. <laughs> and I think it becomes that just a much made it more fun. Yeah, much more interesting game because that stuff is in there. Yeah. Also, they re- oh. they 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 recomposed a lot of the music. For oh, really? It's like it's the same melodies, but I think uh, Koji Kondo recomposed it to sound better. Uh, for so Super he Mario worked Brothers on this. Too. Yep. Because I know Miyamoto worked on it as well. So it's like so. Like if you it think of the original is Mario Two. Yeah. In a way. Because the real Mario Two is this weird, ultra hard rom, rom hack. hack thing. Yeah. 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 Which is still a good game, but it, it's definitely not yeah. as accessible as I think mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers Two. Yeah, because the original, is. the original Mario was like, what if we did scrolling left to right, and like that was a huge revelation at the time. Mm-hmm. And this game was like, what if we did scrolling up and down? Yeah, and then they were like, you know, that probably won't work for a whole game, but let's throw it in. Yeah, they originally yeah. wanted to do it for the whole game. Like the entire game was conceived on an entire game that just scrolled up the entire time and it just didn't work out as fun as they thought it would be, but they kept that element and then added in the more traditional left to right stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it worked out really well. Yeah. I think the level design is much more interesting than maybe I even gave it credit for thinking about now, the fact that there's like alternate paths and stuff, even Mm -hmm. in the first level, like that's real interesting. Yeah. And And it's just so organic. Yeah, you know? just having like indoor outdoor areas and the way subcon works is really mm-hmm. neat. Like Oh yeah, the su- the um subspace thing where you go into the door and it's there whatever secrets there there's yeah. so many secrets that can be there and the the coins that you can spend on the thing at the end just feels like a very organic way to implement the lives yeah. and make kind of it just feels like completely together. You yeah, know? it's it's a nice cohesive little game that Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that it's in any way maligned. Uh, I just, th- I just yeah. don't think it yeah. doesn't really get the love that games like you know Super Mario it's the 1, weird... and World do. Yeah, it's kind of like when you look at a lot of NES sequels. Like the second game was always really weird. Like Zelda Two yeah. being totally different, and Absolutely. then Castlevania Two being totally different. And yeah. Mario Two kind of gets lumped in with that, but I think it's a far better game, honestly. Yeah, like it's, it it's is better than all way. Of those. It's very playable and like groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like the throwing enemy stuff works really well, and they use that so cleverly. Yeah. Like, I think my first like kind of mind blowing moment was when you get to the sequence where you're digging up sand, and the shy guy, the shy guys are walking along next start, to you, and you have to like ra- race the shy guys as they chase along in your holes. The first time my mind got blown by that game was when I got home from the rental store. I jumped on a guy and he didn't die. Yeah. What is going on here? This is not. A, this is not anything. This is nothing. I've never experienced this. <laughs> yeah, it's like a total subversion of Mario. Yeah, just yeah. it's so crazy. You just jump on an enemy and stand on them, and they they just walk around. Yeah, they just carry <laughs> you around like they don't really care that you're up there. Mm-hmm. Oh, another great moment when you have to ride Birdo's egg. Over the yes. super long ocean oh, yeah. set thing. All the stuff with... There's one sequence where you just run to the right over ice. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of uh, bees little... kind of come at you. Oh, from the, the side, little... kind of like the... The devil guys. Kind of, yeah, kind of yeah. like the yellow devil. 
Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, no, they no, look no. like little devil guys, and they also it's kind of like the yellow devil thing in Mega yeah, Man. Yeah, you've got to like run, jump, duck, in like a very like pattern based way, and like mm-hmm. when you when you pull that off the first time without taking a hit, it feels oh, yeah. so fucking baller. Yeah. The first after a, after one time, I was like, oh, I know, I'll just walk, and then I started through it, and it was easier. But then halfway through, two guys come at you from the back, so that suddenly you have this extra pressure. Yep. It's so clever. Have you finished have... it? No, I haven't, because I've been uh, trying to basically do it legit. So uh, I've, I've gotten to the end of World 5, but I haven't uh, finished it. Yeah, uh, World 6 and 7 are some kind of monsters. Oh, uh, but World 5 feels really like a monster to me now. Yeah, and they're, they're pretty hard. It's, it, it gets pretty hard at the end, but I think it's a real rewarding kind of... Yeah. Thinking about it now, the last level's, like, really crazy. Yeah. For cool. that era. Because mm-hmm. World 5 is real hard, and it's been real rewarding, like, kind of learning it. And I remember just getting to the... When I got to the boss one, it's like, this could have easily just been a climax to another game, and I would have been satisfied. Mm-hmm. And there's three more worlds left. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a real... Yeah, that game's uh, solid uh, as fuck. Did you say three yeah. more? There's only seven worlds. Yeah, there's only seven worlds. It only goes oh, up. Yeah, it only goes up. Makes... It goes up to seven two. Cool. Yeah, that makes... seven two, seven two's nuts. Yeah, that makes me feel better because like the last, yeah. the only other thing would have been like, okay, this is eight worlds with three levels each. It might start to feel a little bit like dragging a bit. Yeah. No, but it, seven it, worlds. It, that it, sounds real good. Yeah, it's 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 a good length, like Red's mm-hmm. dick. <laughs> <laughs> Another good set piece, I think, is stealing the. Magic carpet, I think in one two, mm-hmm. it's real early. Yeah, like, it, I, that's just kind of a funny like thinking outside the box thing that they present super yeah. early. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. what to do when I first got there. I was like, well, wait a minute, what am I supposed to do? I saw a video the other day of somebody just running for it and jumping off the little devil guys to get across. Yeah, and they were just oh. like, I thought that's what you had to do as a kid. Yeah, I did too. Oh. I did too. And then like. Next day at school, it's like, what am I supposed to do? And it's like, oh, you just jump on the guy and you throw him yeah. off and ride the carpet. Is what? it possible? Is it possible to get through there without yeah. the carpet? Yep. That's yeah, amazing. Luigi can definitely do it. I don't know about the others. Peach could probably <sighs> do it. Yeah, but it's yeah, that, that game is so good. Yeah, it just seems kind of like ideal platformer type deal. Is <laughs> there one- somebody made it? Yeah. Is there one level where, like, you're on ground level and, like, half the screen is an underground area? Yep. And then you have to go back through that for the second half yeah. of the level. I really uh, wanted to steal that for Hunters, but I just couldn't ever find a good way to work it in. Cool. The there's, a, there's a thing where you scroll down um, with the spikes on the side of the walls, Mega yeah. Man style. Yep. And I looked it up, and th- that first set piece was in Mega Man 2, after, well after this game came out. Mm-hmm. So that's real cool. Um, I love how they handle the vertical scrolling. It's just real like, smooth. Yeah. They just... It moves up, like, not a full screen at a time. Like, mm-hmm. they have set platforms near the bottom and top of the screen where it will scroll up to, like, two-thirds of a screen once you touch the ground, like, not when you're in midair. Yeah, it definitely feels like, oh. a, proce- it definitely feels like a process they didn't automate. It feels like every screen, ra- like, every time you change screens like that, it feels like they hard-coded it every single time. Just make it as deliberate yeah. and yeah. refined 
it does not feel automated in the in the slightest whereas something like Mega Man where like you're definitely dropping like one full screen at a time exactly. like this this is definitely like that's not a full screen and you're making sure <laughs> that like there are definite start and end points I know I need to get to on screen so that I know where to keep going it's so clever that makes it's... sense to like properly frame each area yep mhm it's just yeah it's way more like thoughtful than something like Mega Man or even a lot of the later games Airy kind of kind of it it feels like it, it definitely feels more handcrafted than like the stuff in Mario 3 too Mario 3 and World yeah so yeah. it's so neat um i one fr- one funny observation i heard someone make was like you make you can make Mario 3 by taking all the pieces that you get from that you that are left out when you kind of tur- go from Mario 1 to Mario 2 so like you take out the plat- the power ups let's make a whole game with like 10 power ups mhm um yeah i really like mario i really like the all the different successors to mario one in that era between when they when they were real willing to try something different with every game even if it was a little derivative exactly like i really like mario land i really like mario 2 and i really like mario 3 and they all kind of succeed that first game in their own ways yeah and lost levels cool too it it invented the the asshole game. <laughs> I I like Lost Levels. That's something to say. That's something to be said for it. I, I really like, like a lot of those games. I like Lost Levels on the version where you can save after every level. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> not, like not that the, is the not the Famicom is, one. That's just too much. That is the only version of of that game that I play because I yeah. feel that it's the only one that kind of makes sense and like yeah. You know, it's yeah, like, it's no big deal yeah. that you have it. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be like the thing now, isn't it? <laughs> At least for this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I remember yeah. when yep. the, when the form was real new. Like I know Fat Kakashi did an LP of Mario too. <laughs> uh, I'm not even talking about that moment. But I just thought it was funny because it was like somebody else did an LP of like the Lost Levels. And then somebody else did an LP of, like, the Hutch original did, Mario 2. Hutch did uh, Mario 2 on NES. Yeah, and then somebody did Lost Levels, and then Fat Kakashi does Mario 2. I was real close to being like, let's do Mario 2 GBA, just yeah, to keep just, this train going. Just to keep the train going, yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah, I had almost all the advanced, all those advanced games as a kid. But, yeah. A whole form of Mario 2 LPs. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so, basically, this whole week, I've been, like, searching for spare moments to just sit and take a run at Mario 2, which like is real cool. I like that you're taking a run at it, too. You're not just like, oh, okay, I got the World 4, let's call it a night and come back tomorrow, and not just yeah. being like, all right, let's load that state up and play from World 4. Like, you know, you're yeah. like... You're like Doing it like we used to, like, all right, I've got to come back at this some other time. Take another mm. full run at it. Yeah, I mean, I did a couple of the, I did a little bit of the save states up to, I think, the end of World 4, and mm. then I was like, yeah, let's just play this. They have warps. I know where the warps are. Yeah. yeah. Let's do this. I Like, I found one. The warps are so clever with how they're integrated, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, I got, to, I got to work one day. I got to work one day and got to lunch. And I realized that my DS was out of batteries and I hadn't packed the charger. Oh! Uh, no! I was looking forward to this all. 
all day. But then I found out a couple days later that the Wii in the break room has Mario 2 on it. Oh, nice. <clears throat> so... I like that there's a Wii in the break room. That's fantastic. There's a Wii everywhere. Yeah. I mean, those things are pretty ubiquitous. It's like a yeah. it's like a friend of mine said, like, you know, even if you don't have an NES, you somehow actually still have a copy of Mario 3 hanging around. <laughs> I mean, that was totally true when I got that big box of NES yeah. games. There were just two copies of Mario 3 on there. I'm like, why are there two? <laughs> Apparently in the original... Mario 2 and Doki Doki Panic, to beat the game, you had to reach the end with all four characters. All of the characters, yep. That's that's a bit much. Not Mario 2, though. Like, you didn't have to do that in Mario 2. You had to do it in Doki 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 Panic, though. Doki Doki Panic was a Famicom disc system game, so they had saves. Oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense, actually. Because that's cool, though, because then it forces you to, like, get through with the shittier characters, basically. Yeah. Yeah. A.K.A. Mario. I've been playing... Oh, really? I've been playing with just Mario. You would pick like the most milk toast way to play the game. No, it's like I just kind of like the weight. Like that's kind of how it is with Mario 3D World, where I played as Peach for a little while, and then I was like, I kind of like really I think having all of the characters are really fun to play as. Though, like I, yeah, I, like, oh, I yeah. change, I change characters like every stage when I play that game. Yeah, I probably probably gonna move towards that over time. As a kid, I beat it with Luigi. Yeah. Um, He's kind of yeah. hard to do it with, though, like especially those Birdo fights, because you got to time it differently. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this game's kind of a masterpiece, and it's a NES game, a NES masterpiece that I kind of ignored for mm-hmm. years, even though I've been thinking real hard about all the NES games I want to play. So, okay. nice discovery. Have you played Bionic Commando? Yes, okay. but not in a while, but I, I beat it several times and had a good, great time with it. That kind of pops to mind as like the other Weird, NES platformer underrated thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't. Played... <laughs> <laughs> um, I think aside from that, it's just like Crystallis. Um, here I have the list. Guardian. I need to play Guardian Legend. I want to play Star Tropics. Mm-hmm. Oh, Guardian Legend's real hard. Yeah, it yeah. is. Uh, Star Tropics apparently gets hard too. I got, I have a one friend who just swears by the Goonies too. It's a pretty good game. Yeah, it sounds... It's a decent uh, little take that... on a Metroid kind of formula. Cool. I love yeah. that it's The Goonies 2, because the original game did, just didn't come out didn't here, Didn't come though. out here, yeah. So you, so for us, it was just, you had the movie, The Goonies, and then, and then the video the Goonies game, The Goonies 2. 2. It's like, wait a minute. That always flabbergasted me as a child. He also loved the, the video game Goonies 1 that didn't come out here. Mm. I think it came out in, like, arcades in a few places. Yeah. He played that as for some Switch Ten machine. Yeah, those play tens. Weird. That was the first time I played Mario Three. Was at one of those. Oh wow! Cool. Because I think those had it before stores did, oh. and I was that mm. desperate. I'm like, screw it. We have to go. <laughs> Man, you talk about hype in video games now. Like Mario Three, kind of was the, the Mario Three hype. It still has not been rivaled. That's so cool. I mean, they just had a movie. <laughs> yeah, they they literally had a movie. Mm-hmm. I saw that movie to see Mario to 3 see the Mario yeah. three stuff, and then it was just like one or two little pieces of it, but it was worth it. God, it's so funny. It's I saw so that movie bad. as a kid too. It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> All right, I played one other game. Like I said, right, any more Mario Mario thoughts? Oh, just one just... other thought. You mentioned Star Tropics a second ago. Yeah, I saw some someone say something that I was like. Huh. Because you know that NES Mini? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to have Star Tropics on it. Mm-hmm. What oh. the part where you need the letter? <laughs> Are they going to? I wonder the if that's going to be an oversight. Maybe. God, that's just the first thing that comes to people's mind when people bring up Star Tropics. Though it is. It, it really is. That's okay, something. you know, I have a specific thing with that game, though, because my dad owned a rental store mm-hmm. at the time. Oh. So people started returning that game going, I can't get any further. What the hell? Yeah. we weren't including the letter as part of the rental package. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, everybody's stuck. And I had this letter. I'm like, why do people need this thing? And then you did the thing and you're just like, holy shit. Yeah, people kind of need this. Oh, that's funny. I think, uh, like, the virtual console release just has it, like, in the manual, like, the little online manual that they that's have. That's really uh, cute. Yeah, so that game's worth taking a look at, I I imagine, just yeah. from listening. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was his name? Sean Murray? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't ask any more questions on this episode. <laughs> So, the friend that swears by Goonies too, mm-hmm. the friend that also swore that it kind of got me to wanting to play Mario 2 again, Eric um, John. Okay, it's not uh, Austin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not Austin. Austin wouldn't like Super Mario Bros. No. 2, just because reasons. Yeah. Just, yeah. Um, yeah, Eric John's pretty brilliant. He was a, I read his writing a lot, like, years ago, and mm-hmm. then at one point I found out, realized he was following me on Twitter, and I was like, oh, you're that guy. <laughs> and we've chatted intermittently for years since. So uh, I've revisited his um, largest scale release builder mm-hmm. and linked it a bunch on Twitter because I love it. Yeah, noticed, uh, noticed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird ass game. It's oh, it's so good, though. OK, um, so basically my first time through this game, I thought it was a terrifying nightmare. Mm-hmm. from which I would never escape, and I was actually scared to play it again, even though I beat it, because I didn't think I would be able to beat it again. Right. Um, kind of like the problematic type deal. Yeah. Um, just glitch logic. It's a puzzle platformer, and it involves glitch logic. Yeah. Secret worlds type stuff. Um, but basically, well, the thing was that I jumped into the secret world stuff when I first played it, and... In reality, you don't actually have to engage with that stuff at all to reach the credits. So I played it again recently, and it's just a really fun, eight-level, super opaque, glitchy puzzle platformer. Mm -hmm. So just the kind of game that I love. So I beat that, and that kind of gave me... Beat it as that, and that kind of gave me um, more of a better idea about how to approach the secret world stuff, which I've been doing since. And I almost reached what seemed like a secret end, the right, the real ending, but who, yeah, that game goes places. Um, basically it was made in this old software called RSD game maker. Mm. So it's a DOS game. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. But it was a DOS game that came out in 2010. <laughs> oh um, wow. Uh, that sounds, that sounds familiar to me for some reason, working on very old, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is. He is to RSD Game Maker what you are to <laughs> Flash Four. He runs. Yeah, probably more so. He runs like a wiki where he oh, tracks yeah. other people's um, RSD Game Maker games and goes at length about all these different experiences that are being forgotten. And he posts them online. In he uploaded them to like archive.org so that mm. people could play other people's games. 
Does DOS um, even like exist anymore? Really? No, not really. That's so weird. It hasn't existed since I think seven. XP, I want to say. Really? Jeez. Yeah. So yeah, he put, he, the the game comes with DOS box just yeah. prepacked. Um, and it's like a super basic looking puzzle platformer with like stock music. Mm. Um, the first level is the cantina theme. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. Wow. But then, it, but then from there it moves into, it moves into like weirder, cooler, cool music, um, and you play it with a number pad, and it's super clunky and awkward. Um, basically, it's the best game you can. It's 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 a game by the, a person that really, really, really loves Goonies two and Simon's Quest and Zelda <laughs> two and Mario two, right? And has just really soulful, well-thought-out reasons for why those games resonate with they them so much. should have called it Builder 2. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, so... Yeah, you can engage... Knowing that you can engage with this game sort of as just a simple puzzle platformer... Not simple, it's still very hard, mm-hmm. but a linear puzzle platformer makes it sort of easier to recommend to people, because I, I had no idea kind of how to approach this game after I finished it once. Um, and now I feel like I've got a better idea of what it is and what it is is really, really cool. And like wrapping your head around, like the whole glitch logic aspect is <sighs> very interesting. It's very heady. Yeah. Um, I'm, it's compared, I'd compare it to games like Fjords or um, Michael Bros stuff like Corrupt or the game titles. Yeah. Um, kind of, not really like Redder, which is also glitch, but it's really sort of aesthetic. Yeah. Where yeah. this is more like glitch logic as a play mechanic. Yeah. Um, and eventually, like, weird bugs in how the controls work become, like, a part of the regular puzzle mechanics. Yeah. That's just in the regular game, so everyone has to engage with that. Mm-hmm. But it's sort of tutorialized in a very opaque way. It's very, it's a very much a John game. But it's sort of a John game because John game has evolved to mean a lot of <laughs> yeah Eric, yeah. Let's just be real. Me talking with Eric John, so he's kind of talk chatting with him has helped me kind of get a sense for these kind of games and enjoying them, and it's really affected how I think about games and how I approach my own work. I really like Builder. I really like Harry John's writing. We we weren't able to tell that you liked Builder uh, <laughs> just via your Twitter output. So it's a good thing you cool. cleared that up for us, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's basically all I've been up to. Cool. Cool. So I, I've been, like, moving some stuff <laughs> around the old house and oh, yeah. getting some things, you know, packed up, trying to make some room, trying to, like, have less stuff. Things like that, and then I was digging through so, like a big old box of old PC games that I have. It was just like, holy shit! Like, why do I still have this old copy of fucking Mad Dog McCree for fucking PC? Oh. <laughs> why do I have these old Tomb Raider games? <laughs> you can get those for like thirty cents on Steam. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't need these, and like getting them to work from the install. Why do I have a copy of Oni on PC? Oh. <laughs> Boy, that game's bad. Uh, it didn't stop me from installing it and playing it for five minutes, though. <laughs> How long did it take to install? 
Uh, about 30 seconds. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because it's real bad if it takes longer to install than you end up playing it for. No, it was, it was about yeah. 30 seconds. It was about a 30 second install, which on an older computer, it was about a five minute install. So, uh, but then I had to like go through and find like a front end to make it work in Windows 7. And it was like, man, this was not worth the effort at all. This game is garbage. <laughs> man, Bungie has come a long way. Oh, that's... <laughs> yeah, Bungie, oh, weird. Bungie did Oni. That game. Weird. The only thing about that game that's kind of cool is like it's got really, really slick art design on like the characters and stuff. But it's basically like, can we please be Ghost in the Shell? Uh, but anyway, I happened across this little like collection that I had. Um, it's just this cute little like slipcover little cardboard. Uh, sleeve that uh, I bought for like ten dollars back in uh, probably two thousand three, two thousand four, and it is jeez, it is the collector's edition of the Ultimate Doom, Doom Two, mm. and Final Doom. Mm. And I installed that. I installed that disc and was just like, let's just play some old Doom. Why not? And then I ended up sitting there at like two in the morning. <laughs> When I, you know, was supposed to be cleaning up the mess that I had created behind me, um, <laughs> and I, I played through like the first epi- episode of Doom, Knee Deep in the Dead, and was just like, man, I'm gonna keep these installed because this is really still pretty good, and Knee Deep in the Dead is a b- pretty goddamn perfect. It's damn near flawless an introduction to Doom. Uh, so I came back the next day and. Um, I played through the uh, second, third, and fourth episodes of Doom, and then I like remembered like, wait a minute, I remember hearing something about something called Brutal Doom. Wow, oh. what is Brutal Doom? And then oh, I, that and John then I, just made a sound. And, <laughs> and then I looked up Brutal Doom and was like, holy shit, Brutal Doom looks neat as fuck. Install now. And <laughs> then I played through all of Doom one again. <laughs> So it totally worked with the old version you had? Yeah. It wasn't like, oh. you need to have the Steam version. No, it was just like, huh. yo, I got it, don't worry. Uh, of course, like, you know, like, to run the older versions of Doom that I have, like, you need a front end, so like, something like GZ Doom, which is just like, you go find GZ Doom, you throw that in, and then you just take the WAD files that are in your Doom directory and throw it in there, and they just boot up and play like they normally would. Uh, but Brutal Doom was an experience because this is sort of a a moderning up of the doom formula whereas doom is slower and methodical and just kind of you know it's trying to create a, its very own sense of pace and and its very own style this updates it so that it's just like the first thing i noticed is that like i start with a rifle and that rifle has iron sights what whoa what Are yeah you kidding weird. me and no, he, it's and, like Call of Doomy. Oh <laughs> my god, you genius! You fucking <laughs> brilliant, beautiful genius, you! And this yes. is where you get, Yes, there you go! <laughs> uh, so then I... But, but, but yeah, Brutal Doom is... Uh, this Like, it, it plays entirely different. It is fast... It is unrelenting. It is very, very, very satisfyingly gory. 
Um, cool. Like, all of the weapons, like, feel so much different. They've all got, like, alt fires now that do, like, totally different things. Uh, like, you have to, like, spin the chain gun up. The spain... Yeah, let's try that again. <laughs> you have to spin the chain gun up now to use it before it fires, oh. but you can also just, like, hold right-click to keep it spinning the entire time and then just keep laying waste to dudes and oh. chop them into giblets, which feels <laughs> real good! <gasps> um, do, like all of Do the enemies just keep spawning? Uh, no. Uh, uh, on Nightmare uh, difficulty and above, yeah. because... Uh, uh, that's true, original Doom. Yeah. Yeah, like in the Because you just mentioned that how unrelenting this is. I wonder if they had tweaked spawns and stuff. Uh, they added enemies to a lot of the places so that, that like, the enemy counts are definitely higher because, like, mm-hmm. to accommodate, like, a faster play style where you're just laying waste of things and people really fast. Uh, cool. All of the enemies got, like, completely reworked so that, like, they have, like, new attacks and stuff, too. Oh, cool! Um, Do they have new sprites for those attacks? Yes. And they look cool. good. They look good. This game, I mean, they, like, this looks as official as you could want, like, 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 if they would have, like, if you would have said, like, no, this is the original version of Doom that came out in 1994 to somebody who had never played it before, it would be totally believable because nothing about it, like, it, nothing about it that it inserts into the game and uses, like, a lot of those original assets but then adds its own on top, nothing feels out of place that gets added on top. It just feels like a good... Um, you know, a seamless transition into making this feel a lot more modern. Um, they added reloading, so like you know, you never Boo. it, but it, it. I know it probably it makes wor- sense balance wise. Yeah, like balance wise, it really like kind of keeps the level of tension there because it's just like you're constantly counting. It's like how many shots have I fired with this? Um, how many shots have I fired with my shotgun? It only holds yeah. eight. I've I've shot seven, and there are three dudes <clears throat> down that corridor coming after me. I need to make a move real fast. And then they, I like added hand yeah. grenades, which are great. <laughs> they blow up real good. <laughs> they hey, blow up how's things. The chainsaw feel. Oh, the chainsaw's so good. <laughs> and yes. then like there are a bunch of melee moves that they added. Like there's like a rudimentary mm. combo system now. Where you can just like, <laughs> where, you, where you can like throw two punches and uppercut, or it just dumb shit like that. You can like run up and just uppercut a dude's fucking head off. It's, it's it's weird how a lot of this sounds like the new 2016 Doom, but actually goes further. Yeah, like it's, that it's, game actually doesn't have reloading because like they kind of wanted it retro style, but the, yeah, this, and that has melee kills. But this you're saying has melee combos, like that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's. It feels like a weird half-step between, like, bridging the gap between Doom and, like, 2016 Doom. Um, and, Ooh. like, if you haven't played Brutal Doom and you've got access to Doom and, like, the like I think it's all available for shareware now, even though you can buy it on Steam. I'm pretty sure that Doom is uh, shareware at this point that you can just, oh, yeah. like, load up a front end on something like GZ Ooh. Doom and play through it. Um so I did a whole shitload of playing Doom on both, like, Brutal form and Normal, because then I, like, I think it was just like, you know, uh, but, 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 like, the Brutal Doom also has a classic mode that keeps some features from uh, Brutal Doom. Uh, the, cool. the more modern part of it, it keeps some of those features, but it still plays like old Doom. So, like... The weapons still feel a little different and a little faster, 
And, like, enemies still have some of their more, like, advanced attacks that they don't have in Original Doom, but it still plays more in line with old-school Doom. So Does it have the cool. gore? Yes, it's got the gore. Okay, so that's what people want. If you want, just want to play old Doom, but with the gore, basically. See, that's what I thought Brutal Doom was. That's what I thought it was, too. I thought it, it sounds was just... like more like a remake, basically. Yeah, I thought that this was just a gore mod for Doom. And it, but like no, it's like this uh. entirely new way to play Doom and experience Doom that is just like, it's on steroids. It's ridiculous. That's so damn cool. It so, sounds basically like, way 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 more wholesome and good than like an AM2R type fan remake, basically. Yeah, like yeah, this, it, it sounds like the thing that could go horribly wrong but didn't in this case. Yeah, yeah. like it went they, it went horribly right. Like, adding a whole bunch of gore to Doom is just like kind of. On paper, like the most edgy tryhard thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what just, I had always thought it was. That's they just. Cool. It sounds like they just had their own vision and they just made their own unique thing, and they didn't kind of shit on original Doom at all in the process. Yeah, not at all. If anything, like they retained like like Doom always had this like heavy metal sci-fi kind of feel mm-hmm. to it, and this just makes that even more apparent. So, like, they very much got why Doom, like, was important, not just from a gameplay standpoint and creating a video game, but just, like, what ge- Doom feels like to play, like, you know, and it's 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 real good. It's so good. I love the chainsaw. You can swing it, like, in a diagonal way now. So you can just, like, <laughs> you'll, like, you'll, like, swing it, and it'll, like, hit a dude and just start sawing through them real slow. <laughs> it's, so, it's so grisly and over the top and silly. Oh. And it's like opening doors, throwing in a hand grenade, and then backing up. <laughs> Just watch it go. God, that's cool. All in this Dossy aesthetic, right? Yep. That's like gorgeous. They, like, they didn't, like, HDFI it or anything. It's just, like, here is those nice, chunky pixels, but we're doing a lot more fancy stuff with them. Cool. You can reload your fists for whatever reason. Every time you press, every what? time, every time you press reload, when you have your fists out, he just cracks his knuckles in a different way. <laughs> and you That's can like, you can great. taunt, you can taunt enemies as well. So it'll just let you like, it'll just flip an enemy off. Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> so. Okay, now this sounds like brutal Duke. Yeah, <laughs> but it's better. But better. You can, yeah. uh, you can kick. I think too. Huh. But yeah. But then I played through Doom 2 on normal, yeah. played through normal Doom 2, and, like, that game still really holds up. It is, like, just sort of a refinement of everything they did right with Doom, really. Like, Doom 2, mm-hmm. like, it was just, like, a really good level pack for the most part, you know? That's kind of what I came across from my time with it, it, it doesn't. Cool. It doesn't really change a lot about what Doom was. It's just, like, here's more of that. It's just, you know... It's just more of that, and we did it better, kind of. I still think that, like, there's a lot of honing and polish that went into everything around the first Doom that maybe didn't make it into the second Doom. Uh-huh. But, uh, because, like I said, like, if you play through Knee Deep in the Dead, those those nine stages are just so well put together. Like, just from... Like, a level design standpoint, when you play, like, those old Doom games, 
a really good Doom level makes you feel like you're going on an adventure through an entire world in the span of about eight minutes. So you're just kind of getting funneled through this little contraption that somebody has put together in a way that just feels like you, you flow from one area and sector of a map to another so freely and just so fluidly with like how the keys are set up and how you're locked out of certain rooms at the start. Or just how they like, you know, like they start you out and like, okay, you've got three directions you can go. Choose one and have fun. You know, it's God just, damn. it's just so like those games are just like real good. And then you've got like Doom 64, which is an entirely different beast because it's, you know, it was only ever released on the N64, but it is a totally unique and original Doom game that still feels like a sequel because it has like, like all new graphics like cool. an, an entirely different aesthetic from what the original games did. Like, well, like, whereas I said, like the originals are like sci-fi heavy metal. Doom 64 is what I called Doom 3 before Doom 3 was a thing. And I didn't even know what like Doom 3 was going to end up dark and atmospheric the way that it did. But that's exactly what Doom 64 is, is that it's dark, oh, cool. atmospheric. Like its soundtrack is just this dissonant, like just full of like wrong notes and just weird ambiance and like its levels are weird like contraptions that you kind of have to figure out and it's just like totally totally interesting you might see something from me in the future as it relates to doom 64 um cool if you if yeah you... that's really just uh... Yeah, like, like I just got a kick out of going through those uh, first two Doom games again, and then just, yeah, like, you're making me want to revisit them. It, and then the experiencing brutal Doom is just like, man, just 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 play through Knee Deep in the Dead using brutal Doom and tell me you didn't have a goddamn blast because it's it's so good. And play on Ultra Violence or above. Don't don't be a pussy and play on. I'm any a pussy. Other. Don't no 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 no. You gotta play on Ultra Violence or above, right? I'm a pussy. <laughs> and I, like I streamed a bit of uh, Wolfenstein 3D, the, you know the original. Like yeah. that the, game seems real cool. That game, like it's 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 map design is obviously not quite as thought out, uh, and but that's because its engine was not nearly as advanced as Doom, either. Um, but the total mm -hmm. conversion that I am playing um, plays on a Doom engine. That's cool. It's just made to look, feel, and sound, and play uh, as accurately to the original game as it can, and it mm -hmm. does. Um, uh, like there's no, there's no like acceleration or deceleration with your movement. You just like move and stop, move and stop. It is. It feels real weird when huh. you when you've spent like a week playing Doom with its very fluid and just kind of weighty movement, and then you've got like this very like. like Wolfenstein 3D is very arcadey. Yeah, like that's all kind of, of, the it, like, I got of it. Nearly every enemy in the game is like one or two hits to kill, and like they can all take you out in one or two hits, one to three hits as well. So it's just very like it feels very coin oppy. But there's just like these big mazes you go around, and uh, I played through the first two episodes of that on stream, and it was good. I'm gonna go back and finish up the third episode. I might do. Uh, the expansions as time goes by because uh as uh as wolf 3d got older they did 
like add some mm -hmm. things to it like it never got as advanced as the doom engine or anything that doom is capable of doing but i think that there are some things definitely worth uh looking at uh from some of the expansions they did for that game especially spear of destiny um and the the nocturnal missions uh stuff so i saw i watched a video recently on youtube kind of going through like everything wolf 3d yeah i was about to say I'd watch the and same i think video. those expansions get real dumb towards the end yeah yeah like n maybe not the ones you mentioned but like stuff after that where it's like other people taking the wolf 3d engine and making their own weird crap that's like neon colored garbage yeah 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 <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i also saw a video that was kind of discussing the whole series like the proper games mainstay yeah. games and mm -hmm. like Wolf 3D is weird because it's actually the second game. It's in the, the second series. game, yeah, and it's like it's not even really a part of the original series. Yeah. It's just inspired by mm -hmm. Escape from Castle Wolfenstein, which yeah. was like a 1982 uh, yeah. Apple II game. Apple II right? game based on like stealth and like stealing things from enemies and yeah. stuff, and like that's originally what they wanted to do with it uh, mm -hmm. with Wolf 3D, but they took that stuff out because in the end they felt like they had a more fun game if you were just like running yeah. around shooting Nazis. And but it's yeah. interesting how that original game, like you said, was way more based on stealth. And then the later games post Wolf 3D have like tried to kind of mix both yeah. aspects. Like people were kind of surprised when the, what is it? The new order came out and has a lot of stealth in it. Like yeah. that's a major core aspect. Like they kind of that's did so a good beautiful. job, like combining the old and the older, I guess. Yeah, like both yeah. styles. Yeah, but Wolf 3D is itself is just pure run and gun. Yeah, and it feels really good. It still feels really good to play. Like I think that the levels are a little too big for their own britches well, at times. You got to draw those swastikas real big. Yeah, you got. <laughs> There's uh, like one of the final areas of the third episode is just like the map is just a big swastika. <laughs> so, of course it is. God. <laughs> but yeah, that game's still fun. It's cute. It's it's still Ooh, very it's cute. cute. It it is. It's well, I you mean... shoot the dog and it dies, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of love those old id games, basically. Yeah. Apparently, there was only one year between Wolf 3D and Doom. Mm -hmm. God, like, that's crazy. It really is. Like, like indie developers this fat today don't move nearly that fast. Yeah. Yeah. Like the. Just as far as tech advancement, like, the engines, like, Doom being, like, proper full 3D is, like, just a year later is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's... that's... After they basically invented a genre with Wolf 3D. Yeah. John <laughs> Carmack is a genius. That's, I mean... Yeah. That much is very certain. But to build mm -hmm. the engine and have and a game, the game of levels. Yeah. <sighs> and those games are fun. I, I had forgotten... Well, not really forgotten... Because, like, I'd always had a fondness for those games. It's just, you you play so many things nowadays that yeah. you kind of don't look back all that often. So getting a chance to just, like, randomly stumble across this pack of games that I bought for $10 at Walmart one night, <laughs> like, in 2003, just because, like, I probably bought it because it came with, like, a load of Doom 3 preview material as well. <laughs> and it was just like... To have, like, those three games for, like, ten bucks and then just, like, throw them in my PC now and be able to load them up and still have just a wonderful time with them. Um, even just playing through them normally, not just because of Brutal Doom, because I did play through Doom 1 and Doom 2, both Brutal and Normal. 
yeah. and I had a great time on you know doing it both ways. So I was surprised how Wolfenstein 3D held up because like it's such a simple game. Yeah. But like whenever I play, I just run into rooms and just kind of stand there, and you were like taking cover and like actually being strategic <laughs> about not getting shot. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, there actually is like a game here. Yeah, not there's just, nuance there. Oh, I got shot and died. This is dumb. Yeah, there is there's a nuance. I'm, I'm terrible at those. I'm so bad. I just can't get it in my head to retreat. Yeah, especially in Wolfenstein, you have to retreat because enemy damage is based on how close an enemy is to you. Oh, uh, oh, great. Wow, That's weird. Even... Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's like actually probably one of the more realistic first-person shooters. Hey, if you get shot up close, you're dead. Yeah, like, you, it, yeah it, it makes a lot of sense. And, like, even then, like, at, even at range, like, you, you can still only take maybe, you know, four yeah. to six shots and you're done. Those, those mutant guys are fucked, though. <laughs> yeah, that part was fucked. Just, yeah. like, when I got it from behind, like, when I went in that one room... And there were like two mutants behind me, like on the on the opposite corners, and they just rush you from behind. Like that was fun. That was some Dark Souls shit right there, <laughs> where just spawning an enemy in a corner you're not going to see walking into a room. Yeah, that was <laughs> real fun. I was real. I was real salty potato when that happened. <laughs> not gonna lie, but yeah, those games are great. I think everybody should go back and. Maybe give maybe give some more love to those older first person shooters again. Fall in For love sure. fall in love with the health pack all over again. <laughs> fall in love with three D <laughs> gaming for the first time. There you go. Ollie. There you go. I still have I still have my copy of Duke Nukem three D as well. Oh no. I'm I wonder if that holds up as well. Yeah, I wonder. Like I have it installed. I haven't I haven't installed the front end to load it on Windows seven yet though. We shall see. I, th- I think Duke has kind of been ruined for me because the parodies of him were way funnier yeah. than the real thing. <laughs> way funnier. Like, I'm just British. old, out-of-touch Duke, Duke is way funnier. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> it, and just everybody around him reacting like, yeah, okay, Duke. I'm, I'm gonna good. shit in an alien's asshole. <laughs> I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna shit in your asshole and go to the hardware store. <laughs> Who wants pina coladas? <laughs> I made a tasty meatloaf. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh my god. So that's that's all I've been into is just uh replaying some old Doom, doing some Doom 64 playing for whatever reason. I don't know, maybe that'll be a thing. Weird. Weird, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Doom's fucking great. It really is. It really is. I played the first one a couple years ago all the way through, and it just, it's it's a masterpiece. It's a really great game. Get Brutal Doom. Get Brutal Doom. Play, play, play Doom. Enjoy yourself. Sit back and just laugh with glee as I have. Like, when I first started playing that game, it was just like. Like, the first thing that caught me off guard was just like Iron Sights, really? Uh, Yeah. I just kind of, like, scoffed at it, and then I started seeing how, like, no, it actually just kind of fits the gameplay really well, because if I don't have to get close to shotgun guys... Uh, if they had taken one step further and had regenerating health, though... I, nah, it wouldn't have Yeah, it would have ruined it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's all I've been up to. Um, 
Hopefully I'll have been up to something a little more modern <laughs> by the time we have another podcast. But Bionic that's, Commando. That's me all the time. It's Bionic Commando, yeah. I have to finish that. I have to finish that stream up. That'll be good times. That'll be good times. Rad, do we have any news really worth talking about? Uh, the only thing I thought was interesting this week is that PlayStation Now is coming to PC. Yeah, and <laughs> that's... <laughs> PlayStation Now. I don't is... know why John is laughing like that. That's so dumb, though. Wait. Oh, I was thinking of PlayStation Home. No, PlayStation no. Home has been dead. Like they put a fork <laughs> in that shit ages yeah. ago. Okay, but it makes sense why that would make me laugh, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. PlayStation Home on PC. Wouldn't that be great though? Like PlayStation <laughs> Home <laughs> coming to Steam. <laughs> you guys want to go? You guys want to hang out and go watch some Doritos commercials? Oh God! <laughs> I wish they did. Yeah, that was <laughs> I love that. Just a bit. There was almost like this weird, joyous disdain in your voice. Uh, that seemed like a real dumb, fun thing. It was real and, dumb. And instead of bringing it to PS4, they just shut it down. I had a, uh, I had um, C Viper's jacket from Street Fighter 4 on my character that I logged into with all of once. No, PlayStation Now is their streaming service where for like oh. 10 bucks a month or whatever, you can play PS3 and maybe some PS2 games. Yeah. It's just interesting that like this is kind of the first time you've been able to play PlayStation games without any sort of console whatsoever. Yeah. It's it's pretty Wait, interesting. Really? Yeah. Huh. It's their, like, it's their cloud PS3 service. Games or... Like what's mm-hmm. the... You can stream PS3 games to your PC, but you have to... You have to have a controller. Jessica, you can play PS3 games on the PC without a PS3? It's their yeah. cloud streaming server. It's like where they're it's sending, you, streaming. The, they're sending you the streaming. video feed. But they're not. They're streaming the video from their servers, not from your PS3. Yeah. Okay. I think you've already been able to do the latter. Mm-hmm. Okay, now you can just do it on the PC. Yeah. That's real neat. It's real interesting. I wonder when they add PS4 games to that thing. Yeah, yeah I bet it's going to be a while. Yeah. They're going to want to keep that stuff nice and locked up as long as they can, I'm going to bet. But, I mean, for, like, some PS3 games you may have missed, I, it definitely seems like it's, like, a worthwhile service. I mean, yeah. I don't really see anything inherently wrong or bad yeah. about it coming to PC at this point. It's just weird so seeing just... another major thing coming to PC, like, even Sony being on board. Because Microsoft had that whole thing a couple months ago where they're like, all our exclusives are now coming to PC as well. Like, we're kind of getting out of the Xbox, honestly. <laughs> Why wouldn't like, they? So, is there? So, sorry, this is just kind of cool. It's so there's just a bunch of PS3 games that people can yeah. play on their computers now. Yeah, I mean, as long as the servers. Yeah. There will obviously be some latency uh, issues because yeah. they are uh-huh. they are sending a and decoding a video feed to your PC. But connections have gotten to the point now where it's at least feasible for games that don't require a hell of a lot of dexterity. Like, you're going to be able to play through a lot of, yeah. like, JRPGs and stuff just fine with this. Like, but, but something like, you're not going to be able to play through, like, an Uncharted 3 or something at a high at the highest difficulty. No. Okay. Or anything of that, you know, like, you might be able to play through it, like, on easy or something. But, <laughs> you know, you're going you're gonna to struggle a bit with some... Slight latency. Yeah, because it has to send your controller input to the server, then send you back what happens. Yeah, exactly. So it's both ways. I think there was some service called GameTap a while ago, I think. Yeah. They kind of did the same thing for PC games, but they shut down, and then 
Sony bought Gaikai, and that turned into PlayStation Now. I think GameTap was just you you have access to these games, but they're, it wasn't a streaming-based service. Oh, really? No, I think it was just like you had like you pay the subscription and you can download these games. Hmm. And like they're, they're, I believe that like all the files were encrypted and stuff. I remember like uh, Gra- like that was the only place you could get Grandia Two on PC for the longest time. Oh really? Yeah. Well, maybe I'm thinking. Huh. There might be a different one I'm thinking of. On Live or something like that. Oh, that's that's the one I'm thinking of. On Live was a streaming thing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> it's just um, real weird seeing like movement towards kind of streaming and PC in general, like consoles seem in trouble yeah even like for the for like the big dogs now to be yeah. jumping on the the, the, the pc bandwagon yeah. like it's kind of hard not, to... not nintendo of course no, but that, if, if nintendo does it'll be in the year 2027 yeah somebody said when they saw this announcement they said like within 10 years the playstation ecosystem will just be a controller <laughs> i i wouldn't be surprised and maybe we're better for it yeah, yeah, exclusives are kind of shitty, honestly. Ex- yeah, exclusives are dumb. Like, aren't they finally porting the first Dead Rising to PCs? Yep. Yeah, but that was... Play that game! That was Microsoft being weird about holding it for, like, ten years. Yeah, basically. I think it's that so was we- just the contract that Capcom signed. Weird. I wonder if it actually was ten years and they actually waited it out and <laughs> were releasing it now. I mean, that huh. would not surprise me. Because when that game came out, like, Steam probably wasn't really a thing. Like, no, it wasn't. 2006 Steam wasn't 2008 Steam, even. No, not even close. Like, for the longest time, the only reason I had Steam was because I bought Half-Life, Half-Life 2. Half-Life 2, yeah. Uh, and there's also Weird. the news of uh, PlayStation Plus going $60. Oh, yeah, that sucks. That's kind of a bummer. A, m- a I mean, month? Yep. Or no, 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 no a year. A year. Um, oh, okay. It's interesting, but sense. I think at the same time, like, I think Rhett kind of mirrored a lot of the sentiment that a lot of other people had in the, like, yeah, but, like, all the games that they've had on their free subscription yeah. lately have kind of sucked. They did have Fury on They there. had Fury, though. That, I mean, like, it's good enough that I probably will still keep paying it, but it's just like, why? Why are you guys doing this? Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure why they need to bump it up $10 extra now at this point. Like, when shit like this you happens... Know, you I... know why? Because the Xbox One's fucking dead. Yeah, so now they they literally just can't. We're like, they can. Yeah. I wish there was some transparency in this kind of shit where it's just like, you know what, even if you gotta lie to me, just tell me you need it for, you know, server resources. Just say something. Don't just be like, oh, or we're just upping like... it. And say what you're gonna get the next month, and have a good game in September to justify the yeah increase. Yeah. Have they announced? Have they announced September's? Uh... No, they always do it super late. Oh, uh, so you can't like, like back out. <laughs> I mean, when you buy yearly, you can't really ever. Well, back I mean, out. if you're on like the monthly system, though. I mean, they'll they usually do it the Tuesday before, so they'll they'll announce it on the thirtieth, and then they'll go up the sixth probably. Gotcha. So that's that's I think that's basically all the news that's fit to news really. Yeah, kind of seems slow a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, that it usually is around. I this mean, time with anyway. No Man's Sky yeah, just yeah, no, yeah, No Man's Sky like kind of taking I think up all the Jim Inquisition did two episodes. On yeah, it. it did. It did. Oh God. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's funny every time. It is. It is. 
So, so, Rhett, do we have any questions from the old Twitter box? Nope. None? No. No email. A couple people calling for baby boy John because he delayed the episode a day. Oh, calling for old baby boy John Thire's head. Yeah. And soon, and soon they'll be calling for shorts boy Rhett. You yeah. sound like you, yeah. <laughs> you knew it, you knew it. So uh, I guess that's an episode? Yeah. Cool. All right, John Thire, where can we find you? Farawaytimes.com. Rats! Where can we find you? N3.tumblr.com. I see you tweeting me, John. <laughs> just right as I'm saying that, I just see at Rat Shorts Boy. Shorts Boy. <laughs> And remember, if you got some questions you want to ask, send them to at SMPS underscore updates on Twitter or podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. If you got butt steam, send it to Polly at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. <laughs> remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We are the only ones that love. Yeah. There's this kid that I know His name is Bush and he's ready to go He has a webpage titled I This kid Bush is a crazy guy He's been faced with difficult choices He fired Brian cause he wouldn't make voices His movies are cool and funny and stuff But he always freaks out when he's had enough Bush, Bush, Bush He's freaking insane on to others he wishes death pain He'll swear at you if he gets the chance Don't get me wrong, he wears nice pants Bush has a girl, he calls Heather She pops up when he's under the weather He has another, he calls Astra When the two meet, it's disaster Then there's Max, the insane buddy He'll kill you just for money You can read about them in his book Take a read, it's worth a look Bush, Bush, Bush He's freaking insane Unto others he wishes Death pain He'll swear at you If he gets the chance Don't get me wrong He wears nice pants We asked Bush to write there to this song His suggestion was pretty wrong Said the dumbest thing since he's been born Suggested that we say Jeremy like born He got mad once, shut down his sight What he was thinking is surely a fright He hangs around with people like Dougie Fresh The people with the apes are showing their flesh
Thank you.